The subject of today's episode is one of the patriarchs of black exploitation cinema. His humble beginnings as a preacher and nightclub dancer led him to joining the army's entertainment unit in Germany, where he began developing his comedic stylings after becoming known as the Harlem Hillbilly for singing country songs in an R&B style. After a string of albums both musical and comedic, he began hearing stories about a character named Dolomite. He sunk the money that he made from his next three albums into a film by the same name, with fans that span the likes of John Landis to the likes of Snoop D-O-Double-G, you've likely heard or seen Rudy Ray Moore without even ever knowing. To wrap it all up like the man of the eve, today we're talking about two movies you must see to believe. They call me Mr. Mr. episode of the Mr. Franchise Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Chris Johnson, but you can just call me Mr. Franchise. If this is your first time joining us, this is the show where each week I invite out fellow film lovers to discuss, rate, and review all your favorite film, sequels, series, remakes, reboots, franchises. As always, I'll remind you to stick around to the end and hear what we'll be chatting about next week. And I'll break you off with a little recommendation of something to watch or listen to in between episodes. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and all your favorite social media platforms. If you search up Mr. Franchise, you'll probably find us there. And if you go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or any of your other favorite podcasting apps, we'll be there if you search Mr. F as well. And you can find us on our Instagram home at Loser. And without any further ado, I'll hand you off to myself and a couple lovely guests. I've got an all-girl army that knows what to do. They'll box as hell and practice kung fu. I put my finger in the ground and turn the whole world around. You know, you're still the best man that I know in bed. I'm waiting for Dolomite. For who? Dolomite, motherfucker. And tell him I want him out of here in 24 hours. And 23 of them are already gone. From the first to the last, I give them the blast so fast that their life is passed before their ass has even hit the grass. See me uptown, downtown, crowned and renowned. Delayed, relayed, mislaid, and parlayed. I'm so bad. I I kick kick my my own ass ass twice a day. day. And with that, you know it's time 
from 1975's Dolomite. I got two boys FaceTiming in from Alberta. I'll let them introduce themselves from tallest to second tallest. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Say your name. Well, I'm Aaron. Yep. First tallest, I guess. Uh, yep, first tallest, Aaron. First tallest. Uh, very, very happy to be here. Yep. Let's talk a little about Rudy Ray Moore. Yep, first tallest. Then I time. get uh, number two. Well, third time appearing, uh, Matt from Edmonton here. Uh, third time on the podcast, as I've said. So height's not really an issue here. Norm- but, normally yeah. you've been the tallest guest on your episodes. How does that feel to change this time? <laughs> For me, you mean? Yeah. I mean... You should feel worried. I, it's like I said, you know, it's third time. Yeah. I'm a third time appear. I'm a veteran. You don't appear... No one sees you. You got me there. Yeah. <laughs> you, got well, me there. you will hopefully appear in an image to promote this podcast. And, whew, I'm glad you guys could come out for an old classic. I saw this for the first time with you boys back in the day, so... Oh, God, yeah. I was thinking about this. How did we find this movie? Right, yeah, you were asking me that the other day. Like, I, when did we discover, I like, thought, Rudy Ray Moore and Dolomite? I thought Smilanis brought it to us, but... He was like one of our film studies teachers way back. Yeah. In high school, yeah. I think he was just like a mutual, like our interests were going there and he was like... But did he show us that movie? I think think he showed us some trailers. Yeah. And and then we found it. Yeah, and then I ordered like the big Rudy Ray Moore DVD box set with like Disco Godfather. Quite a few movies actually. Yeah, he lent them to us. No, it was him. Because we watched the trailers, and then he was like, but okay, I'll, all right, I'll lend it to you guys. Yeah. No, because I, I, like, I bought the box set, because I just had, like, the full, I still have the full box set, so. Yeah. It's crazy how many movies that he made in such a short period of time. Yeah. Like, and Dolomite like, comes out in 75, like, next year, and he's got the human tornado. And then, like, what are the other ones? There's, like, Disco Godfather. Yeah, Petey Wheatstraw, the devil's son-in-law. <laughs> Ridiculous, and uh, yeah, they're all all kind of in the same vein, I suppose. Though, yeah, I'll save it for the fun facts, but I've got a couple other hot ones that I hadn't heard about. But yeah, we'll get into those in a minute. But yeah, right off the bat, they were just hopping in with some crazy lines. (laughs) Yeah, like, what the hell does this rat soup eating motherfucker want with me? (laughs) Yeah, he really can cut to the core, like. His way of speaking is ridiculous. Like, he almost has, like, this, like, sing-songy, oh, yeah. like, lyric-style way of speaking. Yeah, is that the word he's talking about? It's like... No, this, this is Dolomite himself. He very much oh. talks in, like, a strange poetry where, like, sometimes the rhyme scheme just goes out the window halfway through. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the rat soup, like, he's saying the rat soup, that's, he's dissing the warden, right? Yeah, he says that right off the bat, dissing the warden. Yeah. And then, um... Queen B convinces the warden to let him out to try and clear his name, which I did not understand. It's like no, there's some crazy, there's way more crazy shit to this. Weird logic. So they're like blackmailing him essentially, and he's like an agent of the government. Like there's an FBI agent who's in on this whole scheme. The governor is in on this scheme apparently, and and he's trying to figure out who's bringing drugs to the community. (laughs) And also, what he's in jail for is ridiculous. Like. 
Fur coats and yeah, fur uh, coats and five million dollars worth of fur narcotics. Yeah. That's, a lot, that's a lot of money for narcotics. I mean, it's 1975. Yeah, yeah. but he, he was set up narcotics. for sure. Yeah. He was 100 percent set the, up. The, the like the flashback where they show that to us is pretty disorienting. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just like, oh, we're from prison to like him wearing this crazy black and white outfit. All that beady, yeah. yeah. It's, I thought too at first. I was like, wow, they're really getting into this because right away it's like, boom. The warm wants to see you, boom, here's what you gotta do. And I was like, wow, they're really getting into this. But then they actually, like, go back and kind of they explain how he got set up yeah. with the cops. But, like, there's, no, there's like no, like, real, like, sequencing. No, of he course. just, like, cut to the next thing, and all of a sudden yeah. he's not in jail. Yeah. Of what is going on? Yeah. I just mean that I was surprised that they even, like, went, I was like, okay, here we go. But, no, they gave us, like, a... They tried to give us a little bit of the backstory. Well, like, but yeah, they just of course. For me, what I thought was happening, I thought they were just like jumping into the story with no exposition. Yeah. It was like, all right, Dolomite, we're getting you out of jail, <laughs> and they're cuts like Dolomite's out of jail. All right, that was, yeah. but that was but, pretty quick. You you were saying with like the FBI, like the the warden says, uh, and one FBI man that nobody knows. Till the time comes. <laughs> yeah. They just hold that back. But then, also, I don't want to necessarily jump ahead, but in the sequel, he's just suddenly a cop again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there's some other things about the human tornado that are kind of... We can definitely get into later, but oh, some continuity issues that don't quite make sense. I didn't realize how different Dolomite and the human tornado... Like, they're... Very different like, movies. Yeah. yeah. The human, Dolomite seems like a kind of reasonable crime kind of movie. Oh, I wouldn't know about, like, reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> it's more reasonable. <laughs> oh, yeah. It gets pretty yeah. ridiculous. I forgot, yeah, there was some wild shit I forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one thing that I thought was kind of cool is the guy who's Willie Green directed... And yeah, yeah, yeah. Director right. He was the bad guy. And the, the director. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The and big a, bad guy. Apparently he appears in Rosemary's Baby in a scene. Oh. Yeah. I was the guy who plays Willie Green? Yeah. Really? I was, got I was surprised. I was very surprised. But yeah, um yeah, his hat and that flashback would have been perfect for Jamiroquai, I feel like. Um Man, that's the other thing too, is some of the outfits in this movie literally I was trying to keep track of how many times Rudy Ray Moore or Dolomite changes, and every oh, scene yeah. he's wearing a different outfit. And he, goes, he runs the gambit, right? He has the like, slick, like, jean full outfit with the kind of the baggy hat at the end of the human tornado. Mm-hmm. Then he's like fully pimping with the white suit when he's checking out the training later on in the first one. Like, and he's some, all over the map. With some of he, the biggest bow ties I've ever oh, seen. Oh, he looks good. Yeah, those, I think he's both, great those are like foppish dandy bow ties. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it's just, it's ridiculous for me to think about this, like, you saw that dude in the 70s, like, that dude's bad as yeah. fuck. <laughs> this man wearing this giant purple suit with a gold trim and a bow tie as big as my face. He was styling. He was styling styled for the yeah. time. Yeah, but, like, Queen Bee is like, oh, there's guns and dope being sold to the kids every day. And his little nephew Jimmy got shot the other day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And she says it, like, no less than three times. He wasn't bothering nobody. <laughs> it's just well, like he wasn't. one thing that happens so often in this movie and this, well, more so in this movie, is they'll film something and they'll film it like some dude's reaching for Dolomite and he'll put his hand on his shoulder as he's saying a line. Then they'll cut to another angle and they'll repeat the exact same line. 
It's like they don't quite understand how the cutting works. So it's oh, there's they repeat there's a lot the lines. Like, I tried so to do a count of all the times the boob mic oh. comes into the scene, and I just lost count. There's just it's there's, there's so always dipping in there. But it's like, yeah, I'm, I've got a fun fact on that for sure. <laughs> well, it's cool too because in I don't know if you guys have seen. Black, Black, Black Dynamite, Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like one of the running bits of Black Dynamite for sure. Michael, Take a lot from Dolomite that for sure. Of for yeah. sure. Like, Michael Jai White, uh, Michael Jai White who plays Black Dynamite just dropped a teaser trailer for yeah, for Black, for Black yeah, is yeah. Back, the sequel. So I'm really but, uh, Yeah, like the influence is obvious for sure. Yeah, like there's even <laughs> direct moments they rip off like for Black Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that Black Dynamite borrows from, but like I feel like this new one's going to be a bit more shafty. Oh, yeah, we'll I see. hope so. Yeah. But like, the whole genre is just kind of cool. It's a lot of fun. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's hard. Like It's very hard to take seriously sometimes, but it also is like, doing a pretty cool thing. Yeah, exactly. Black Dynamite? No, just like black exploitation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah, exactly. It's like sometimes the pure ridiculousness allows them to do some shit that no other movie would attempt. Oh, of course, yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I really like about it. Yeah, but um, yeah, Queen Bee's fake tears were ridiculous. It looked <laughs> oh like there was. God. I love it because there's like the very obvious cut to it. Yeah, and like and she's tearless, and then pain. there's like honey on her face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if, she, if you can't cry, you can't cry. Fair enough, but it, yeah, it's just great how it just boom cuts her. And oh, there's yes. no actual emotion to what she's saying. It's just it's a line very wet with face with mm-hmm. a wet face. <laughs> Classic wet face. Classic wet face. But uh, yeah, there was a great intro track. Some of the music was quite well oh. done, and like Rudy Ray Moore helped to do the music for this one as well. That's right. There's yeah. also like there's like the Roland Heights like Soul Orchestra or something like that. The music is great. And this guy did Jimmy Ray. And it's both it, movies. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, they did some pretty funky tracks for sure. That's something I didn't pick up on when we watched it back in the day, for sure. Like, it's, yeah, no, it's it's very funky and it's very, like, catchy. And there's a lot of, like, performances. Oh, yeah? Like, there's a lot yeah. of, like, there's, like, an African dance performance, I believe, at yeah. the end. In the second one, there's, like, 15 to 20 minutes of performances. Oh, yeah, like, they really put a lot of, put a lot yeah. of eggs in that basket. Like, they owed the owner of that club some favors. It's like, listen, man, we're gonna get these dancers up in 20 minutes, you can use the club for as long as you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Aaron and I were, like, talking about Rudy Ray Moore, because we tried to research a little, and how he, uh, he started with doing, like, was it comedy? comedy yeah, he yeah. did the comedy records, so it's like, right? essentially, he would have, like, very much, like, his performances on stage would be he would have these records. That, like, spoken word kind of Def Jam thing that he's doing in the movies yeah. is kind of, I think, what he did. So I think the, a lot of the actors, apparently, and I think performers are actual, like, either comedians or, like, probably dancers and, like, singers. Or, like, members of, like, one... I think it was Willie Green, like, he had an acting school. One of the actors did, so, like, a bunch of them were sourced from that as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it, I think the performances, like might kind of, like, stand out as weird, but I've, it's Rudy Ray, for sure, like, incorporating, you know, what is, like, the comedy that he's done and, the, like, yeah. the probably some of the live shows that he's done. Yeah, it's, like, him putting his bits into a film. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's a lot better doing his bits than he is acting as he well, too. A he's a lot, lot more comfortable yeah. doing those because some of the scenes he's... Sorry. Yeah, some of the My scenes he's... My keyboard fell there, sorry. Yeah, some of the scenes he's struggling, though. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, oh yeah, like yeah. The, the the deadpan. We were talking about when he gets busted. Um, and it, I was saying like it, uh, it's just uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. What I'm saying is that the way he delivers, like when he's talking to the cops, like that's not mine, man. Yeah, that's I don't know not what that's doing in the man. trunk, man. If that was real life, like. Yeah. You'd be guilty for sure. Yeah. There's, there's one line. That is not mine, yeah. man. There's one. I don't know what that's doing there. There's one line delivery from Disco Godfather that they steal directly for Black Dynamite, and he's like talking about his little nephew. And How much it, had he had? Yeah, it's a. What has he had? What has he had? <laughs> yeah. It's too much. It's like. Forgot about that. That was a good little callback. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, yeah, his ladies come pick him up from prison because he gets released inexplicably to solve his crime that's two years old at this point. He had to clean the streets up. Yeah, but when he gets out of prison, that's like, he literally gets out of prison in, a, like, a suit that the prison gives him. <laughs> yeah. He comes out and says, look at these clothes that these motherfuckers gave me. <laughs> and he's, like, wearing, like, a big old bandy hat, like a a tweed suit like where where is this prison and he's greeted by his escorts a lot of la- his ladies his ladies and, and there's one who especially stands out to me as a shy short for Chicago yeah. and to which he says damn baby I I hope you ain't colder than a windy city yeah. <laughs> and they immediately undress him from his prison suit and just and put new clothes on him in front of like all the prisoners but then he gets in the car and they take him right off because that's how he that's how he rolls can we go right. back to for uh, like a hot second when he's getting changed and the one one of his ladies tries to hand him some pants and he, he says uh you know I don't wear no fucking cotton drawers. Yeah. <laughs> that was. I mean, there's obviously like a little bit of like dated time here, but he, he just he's like, bitch, I don't wear no fucking cotton drawers. Yeah, he's only about the silk dent. Yeah. <laughs> the silk really think, what other drawers could he do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he just he gets down to his underwear I right in the jail parking <laughs> Yeah, and all the prisoners uh, are looking. And, ready to do his action. And he, like, throws the clothes in the guard's face, and he's like, I'll see you later, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like... But, like, once he gets out of jail, like, is, aren't they, like, instantly pursuing them? It's not, like... Well... It's only been, like, all of two minutes, and all of a sudden they're yeah. not before a being not, chased down by... Not before a sexy little tryst. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the yeah. girls just, like, start undressing him as soon as he's put new clothes on and it's in the car. Well, yeah, that's why I find, like, the whole process could have just been skipped. Like, you know, they come <laughs> and they dress him up and, like, they, they got him right back there to take his clothes yeah, off. They're just wasting time. They're just wasting time. Yeah. I, do not, I do not remember these movies being as soft core as they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's... Like, I was very... Of... Su- well, no, I shouldn't say surprised, but I was just... Maybe young Matt was just like, oh boy. And he just didn't think about it. Yeah. But I don't remember any of that. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of breasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few boobs. For sure. Boobs of an era. Boobs of an era. Definitely 70s specific boobs. The 70s specific boob cry. <laughs> yeah. but is this a 70s specific like, look? Yeah. To, yeah. To, the, like, the, to everything. Everyone's yeah. rocking the bush. Oh, the guys, the gals, everyone's got the bush going. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the dudes are proudly shirtless when they do not look great. <laughs> Rudy owns it. Yeah. Yeah, Rudy yeah, Ray Moore's physical build is insane. Like, he 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 looks like a solid man. <laughs> First and second movie, I'd say for sure, second movie, he kind of, like, he bulks up a little. Yeah. 
Yeah, he but looks like, a little rounder. If you sure. see that guy running at you, he's coming at you like a sack of hammers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's a big man. He's a tough guy. Yeah, he's great. But, uh, yeah, they immediately get followed, so he doesn't get to have sex in the car. Too bad. Oh, yeah. So, for some reason, their plan is round this corner and stop the car and I'll hop out. It's like, somehow oh, yeah, that, that works. The bushes. It works. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, like, shoots the fuck out of all those dudes and makes one white man dance. <laughs> dance, Hulk! <laughs> dance. <laughs> hey, am I crazy or do, like, there's, like, assumably, like, presumably, sorry, like, two girls in the back and then someone driving in the front. Mm-hmm. I believe they're different. Oh, the actors are different from like the ones in the limo to when they're getting the guy who tries to kill them to no! dance on the side of the road. I think they're different. You no, see, come back because it's three girls. Because one of them is shy. Yeah, one so. is shy. Yeah. One is there's this one specific a, Caucasian lady. There's a yeah. white yeah, but who, I don't, who stands the, out. The white gal is not on the side of the road. I believe. I, mean, I might be. I might be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, continuity is not this movie. Oh no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> that is the like least of its problems yeah. with like that specific point. I think I saw. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. But yeah, um, he goes back and meets Queen Bee, and she's like. Dolomite, I've put all your girls through karate school. <laughs> yeah. It's a great call. Yeah. yeah. To be honest. I'm glad. That's some good, like, healthcare right Yeah, there. as far as, like, if you're working as a prostitute. If you're a working girl. Yeah, I feel like having self-defense skills like that would probably be on an asset. Your employer's like, I'm going to teach you all karate? Yeah. Honestly, it's just really mm-hmm. funny that Dolomite has some sort of like Bordello situation that has great human resources. Definitely. You know, <laughs> it's, it's funny how they address like they they're not like they don't treat it as like a shady thing that Dolomite's like for sure a pimp. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like, he's just a pillar of the community. He like, takes care of his people, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. They know karate. They all seem to be pretty darn good at karate. Yeah, he he really has his fingers in a lot of pots. Oh yeah. He really does. Wants to keep drugs and crime off the streets. So. He does. Uh-huh. Out of the community. But yeah, I loved, uh, they cut to like Willie Green's whorehouse and he, there's just oh, a scene. Oh yeah, man. He's just walking up him, and down yeah. the hallways to see and everything to make yeah, sure he's going out. Yeah. He's going, going, he's going door to door. Where it's not a hand job, but she's like rubbing yeah. the towel. The towel and it just looks like she's like rubbing some dough into yeah. the Bored, you know, but, making some nice cinnamon buns or something. But he's just going door to door, watching men being pleasured and nodding. <laughs> and they they save the best for last because the very last door is just a man bare assed getting his butt cheeks massaged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, was, there's also a guy who's like in like a sauna chair kind of thing that seals up, and he's like smoking a cigar and enjoying getting. Himself. Filleted, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, supposed. you know, I just, I think it's kind of okay. Like, Willie Green is just seeing how business is going. <laughs> that's like, that's not, it's not a single door in that whorehouse. Oh, no, they're all they're all open. They're mm-hmm. all completely open. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's a pretty sweet way to really introduce a character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's creepy. Yeah, sure. he's not he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. But then they introduce a, a little dolomite sex scene 
But, like, one of my favorite little things in the scene is, like, they pour some, like, Cavassier into their glasses, but you see them pour the tiniest bit and take little sips because the bottle's actually almost done. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, we gotta pour this back in if we have to do another take, so... Oh, I... Really have a hard time believing there was another take with these movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think it was think, one and uh, done. I believe that Cavassier probably was drank throughout that movie. And they got to that point and they didn't have much left. Because it, it does seem like they were having a good time making this whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of friends doing some <laughs> Pretty ridiculous, much. Yeah. ridiculous shit in the 70s. But, but yeah. The cop, like... The cop doing coke, I'm pretty oh, sure. Is, I really that actor is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the old, like old white man in Black Dynamite who's like the Operation Code Kansas, like the old white man they slap around. I think that's. Oh him. really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It looks very much like him. I'll see if I can find that for sure. Yeah, but those yeah. cops are pretty ridiculous. Yeah, they were insane and like. They, like, try and uh, arrest Dolomite for possession of cocaine, but then he just kung fus them and pours cocaine all over them. (laughs) It's a great way to get back. Yeah, but, um... Yeah, um... He goes to, uh... Or they go to the church after that. Um, Oh, the reverend. I think it's really cool when they show up at the church. And the reverend's, like, ranting about, like, Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the, like, state of the country and just how shitty Richard Nixon is. And the, all the whole congregation's just, amen, amen. Yeah, but then the cops walk in, and he's like, oh, starts going all biblical. I was, like, ranting about rednecks, and the cops walk in, and the cops are white, and then he just changes his character completely. <laughs> yeah. He, he, that was... A little wild, yeah. He, yeah. He's like, he's just like, oh, our friends, and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would calling us every name, I'm sure. <laughs> so they like pop open his back room, and he's just got a million guns. Like, yeah, like yeah. he's. I don't really understand what he is as a character in that movie. Like, he seems to have like it, to be an informant or something like that for Dolomite later on, but, like, yeah. he's also, like, not really who they're going after no, either. He just is around and has some guts. And it's we like, get to it for sure later, but he, he doesn't deliver it at any point or time yeah. for what he, like, assumably is supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, he's got the guns. He's hiding those guns. Yeah, and that just, like, never follows through into anything, no. I feel like. no. And, like, I, it's kind of implied he works for Willie Green, but he has no loyalty for him. So. No, not whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's when we meet the uh, crackhead <laughs> behind a bar. Oh, Creeper. Creeper is fantastic. The one thing I realized when I was watching this movie is, like, saw Creeper rolling up, and, like, something about this seems really familiar. So most of Dolomite is... Uh, was used for the music video Got Your Money by Old oh, Dirty man. Bastard and Glees. Oh. And, they and there's even... a scene where it's like literally at the bottom, it's a Creeper talking to the lady at the burger stand, but in subtitles at the bottom, it's the Got Your Money stuff. Holy. Yeah. And they also put um, Old Dirty Bastard's face, they superimposed it over yeah. Rudy Ray Moore for parts of the music video. That's awesome. Yeah, like honestly, if you want like a really good little like clips notes, 
of this movie, you just watch, just watch that music video and get a pretty yeah, good sure. idea for what it's all about. Well, three minutes <laughs> clip Dolomite. Yeah, but like they were clearly lighting that crackhead using like a little circular mirror as well. You could see it like shining oh, yeah. on his face. The thing is, though, is like he just he was in a Impaired for sure. Like there. You think so? I think yeah. I, I mean, that or he's a damn good actor. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he could be like the Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, he's a character the entire time. Let me get some fries and a Coke. You know we don't have no fries. It's like, oh, okay. And he doesn't have money. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he gets referred to as the hamburger pimp, which yeah. I think is. I mean, rightfully so. There's he, got, he got some hamburgers off of that hamburger shop and he didn't pay a dime. It's a there was a ridiculously long, like, funky crack walk away from that hamburger. <laughs> it was like, it was at least a minute. <laughs> it was insane. It was like, oh yeah, we're just like this kind of walking and staggering down the street. Yeah, and it's just funky music and he's kind of dancing, eating a burger. <laughs> yeah. It's those scenes, it's like, this is a 90 minute movie. This is not a long movie. Yeah, but they stretch it to make that 90 <laughs> yeah, run time. Do shit like that. It's, they really stretch it out. Yeah, so then, like, we cut to Dolomite in a parking lot giving, like, a seven-and-a-half-minute Titanic joke poem. <laughs> okay. What the preamble to this, too, is there's literally some guys hanging out in the parking lot. It's like, yo, man, my, my friend bets you're not Dolomite. <laughs> Prove that you're Dolomite. And then he goes on this crazy Titanic antidote. It's, yeah. pre- like, it's, it's pretty good, it's but, like, good. like it's mo- well-worded, but, like, I don't... I don't understand why the Titanic was the subject matter. Yeah, and there's moments where it's like, okay, it's on theme, but then it'll just go off on some crazy tangent that doesn't rhyme and has, like, a bunch of random shit, and then it's like, okay, back to Titanic. But the people at the parking lot are absolutely losing their shit. They love it. They love it. (laughs) They are getting cut up from this crazy joke. And there's a dude standing next to him wearing a yellow knitted top hat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, it was a that's different the, time then. It's the like, craziest piece of clothing. Hats at home. Yeah, that's the craziest and piece of clothing no I saw. It was wild. But yeah, I was like, is this early rap or was stand-up comedy just this roundabout back in the day? <laughs> I mean, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, they it's were true. for sure '70s, right? That was like yeah, twelve maybe and a half later, minutes. But, but like, what are he's like? He's not really like singing. It's like the no. spoken word, like almost like William Shatner esque. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like <laughs> it's not Def Jam, but you know, it's he does that spoken word kind of comedic rhyme, and it's yeah. I don't know. I don't have any of it written down. I don't know if any of you have like any of the like yeah. lyrics that he puts well, together. They're really kind of hard to keep track of. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like they're they go on so many different tangents. I really wish I wrote some of them down, but it was, it was hard to, to be honest. Yeah, they really do hop around quite a bit. Yeah. With the, the with the Titanic one, though, like you were saying, he goes off base. He usually, like, just brings it back by saying something about it, like, being hit by an iceberg yeah. or sinking. And it's usually tied into, like, hitting a fool or, like, not going to fool out or something. Or something like. regarding a motherfucker. Yeah, usually <laughs> regarding a motherfucker. Yeah, but, um, yeah. That's the point where the crackhead rolls up on Dolomite. Oh, yeah, where they beat the parking lot. Yeah, and the crackhead drops the line we quoted. I'm so bad, I kick my own ass twice a day. (laughs) 
but then he kind of opens really his, kind of opens so his do. eyes and realizes it's Dolomite, and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, they're literally talking to each other for like a good like forty seconds, and Billy's like, "Oh, it's Dolomite." Oh, that's <laughs> right. Okay. So I, I guess they decide you. that they need like a better place to talk. So they go to uh, Creeper's place for him to do some heroin. Yeah. It's but pretty raw. He Did you guys a, feel the sympathy for Creeper? Uh, not so much. He had a pretty oh, dope... Effort. He had a pretty dope crib, except he just Did needed he? some new oh, yeah. wallpaper. Like, like, <laughs> every place is cool. Like, his place, like, had this, like, really ornate red wallpaper. Like, it didn't look like a place that somebody Creeper's could heroin. wallpaper was peeling. Yeah. Well, oh, like, it was peeling, but, like... It they, not nice. It, it was just, down. Like, it was great. They just need to put up two new patches, and it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about if you're a homeless person. That's pretty okay. Creeper's not homeless. <laughs> Yeah. Homeless are the hardest. That yeah. might be that might be the worst fake injection drug use acting I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, he had like a rubber needle, didn't heat anything up. He's just like, mm, this is good shit. Yeah. But then he also has some information about Dolomite's nephew who got shot. He is way more helpful. As he nods off on Heroin. Yeah. So Dolomite's plan is to get him high on heroin, then immediately want him to ask a- answer questions. So he just like starts shaking him up after he gets him high, and it was like, well, you know, you gotta loosen up a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did that in the wrong order, I feel like, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, now that we've shared the information, you can have your heroin. Yeah, sure enough, he probably should have bribed him with the heroin instead yeah. of uh, killing him. But it's not the only time where he just like buys a crackhead drugs to give him answers. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of not so the after best. He shoots up, I guess. Like some guys roll up, and Creeper just gets shot right in the chest. <laughs> yeah, but they're too close to shoot Dolomite for some reason. Yeah, and Dolomite does like this weird, like gun grab, like the. The way he grabs it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, he grabs it, he's, like, pointing to the right, and then you hear a bang, and the guy on the left is somehow dead. Dude, and the gun is not pointing the right direction, but... There's often weird framing where it's almost like they want to catch the person being shot, and at the same time catch, for whatever reason, like, the person shooting and the gun pointing. Because that happens later on, too, where it's weird, like, the angle of where the person is and where they're, like, pointing their gun, like, doesn't really work. Yeah. And but it's, it's like they just wanted to get those people in their little shot. Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, we have to show them from this angle so you know they're dead. Or like, yeah. So you know that Dolomite shot the gun. <laughs> but yeah, um, Dolomite just kills them both. And then um, for some reason, yeah, they like cut. Or he gets arrested, I'm pretty sure, by the cops at this point. And then. Oh! Those dweeby cops. Yeah, the. I hate two, so much. Two white those guys. Are the same, those are the cocaine guys, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then um, the like voodoo reverend, for some reason, has an apartment number on his room in his own church. <laughs> and like the black cop comes to shake him down. And uh, he's he's he really tries. The black cop. <laughs> The, the detective? Yeah. He's pretty good. I yeah, like him. He's like, I, like I would him. say he has the best kind of, like, acting out of anyone. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's a crazy, like, actor. innate intuition. Like, I guess the Reverend has, like, this lady that he was, you know, having a time with, hidden up in <laughs> the bathroom. This is one and, like, like the, the cop walks in, and he just knows. He's like, there's a lady in the bathroom. Yeah. This guy's really got the gift. Like, yes. 
True police? I have a note <laughs> written that says, intelligent black detective, suspicious as hell, and rightfully so. Yeah, he does not trust that voodoo preacher one bit. <laughs> Quality no <laughs> He's doing great. So then um, he goes to see Dolomite after that, and he, like, I thought he let Dolomite out of prison, but apparently he got um, let loose by one of his old lady friends. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty ridiculous. Oh, but when the black goes to visit him in prison, this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. So he goes to see Dolomite in the jail cell. There's this guy building a, do- a domino tower. <laughs> like and a house of cards. Leaves, oh, yeah. He knocks over like, the, the top bit of like the small one. And like this random character just has like a fit and just like knocks them all on the ground. I rewatched and that. And I lost it. Like Several I had to go times. back and watch that a few Cause times. Because it's like he. Because that, that cop barely even set him back. It's like he didn't even fuck with like the massive tower. No, he, he just knocked down the big one. But like he had it enough at that point. Did you watch the guy that was lying on the bed as well? <laughs> no. Because so he like he knocks the the on the he's building his little domino tower. Yeah, the detective knocks him over. The guy who's building the tower has this little freak out. He knocks all his tiles over. And there's a guy lying on the bed, like, over on the side. Like, his reaction is so deadpan, and there's no, like, anything. He just kind of, like, blinks slowly. <laughs> and, and I kept rewatching because I wanted to see if, like, the, like, dominoes hit him or if, like, anything happened to make him react. But he's just deadpan. There's nothing there. Yeah, I, I went back to that several times as well. He's not even acting. <laughs> Good for a laugh. There's, there's definitely a bunch of times where I was like, I need to see that again, which yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a but bad thing. It's such an odd little thing to put in there. Like, really. Yeah. It's just the like, effort's there for sure, but they, they you know, they, it's rough. Yeah. It's a rough cut. Yeah. So right after, I suppose, Dolomite gets released from jail. Yeah, and picked up by his old lady friend. But uh, they, like, go to hook up at her place, but he immediately accuses her of setting him up. Then he slaps her and goes from slapping her to them making, like, sensual love. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, like, I was watching that scene, and he did that. I was like, well, it's got to be over now. I was very wrong. It was just getting started. started. Yeah, but then they're just like romantically making out and she's like massaging his back. It's like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) It was an instantaneous flip too. It wasn't even like a moment of like, oh, you just slapped me full on in the face. It's the power of Dolomite. Yeah, he just doesn't take no less. Yeah, and really? then we cut to uh, a club where there's an extremely awkward dance audition of, like, four ladies. Oh, yeah. This is where Shai comes in. Yeah, yeah the Shai comes Shai's makes a return. Shai's, no, no, Shai's not at the beginning. This is where Shai no. introduces no. them. No, she's definitely she's Yeah, she's in it earlier on. Chicago. This yeah. is, she's in a couple scenes. Yeah, this is she's her comeback. Of, she's a key player in the operation, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah, this is her coming back for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, she like comes in while these dudes are just watching these ladies dance, and then like you and three keep on dancing. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "You're hired. You're you three keep dancing." And then they're like, "Oh, shy. We can send all these girls home. You're hired." She's like, "I'm not looking for a job. I'm waiting for a friend." And then she's sitting down with them, and they're like, "Oh, what's your friend's name?" And she's like, 
Dolomite, and they're like, Dolomite? <laughs> Dolomite, motherfucker. Yeah, and Dolomite's just like, standing before there. Before he actually says that, they just cut to him, like, standing in the corner a little bit. Like, he's <laughs> in the room, and he's present. Like, we're, like, right with an eye shot of this club they manager. They could have had the full-on, like, Batman appear out of nowhere. Yeah. But they had to he, tell us he was there. He yeah. definitely was there. So he starts going off the club, I guess. Yeah. Like, this Oh, because he makes that phone call beforehand for uh, one of his ladies to pick up a key. Because he used to own this club yeah. that got taken over by Willie Green. Yeah, yeah. the total experience. Dolomite's yeah. total experience. <laughs> Great club. That's a club that I would go do for sure. You know, he did it. Everything with total experience. I would imagine it is like a Bubba Gump shrimp in <laughs> Dolomite's oh. total experience. It's, no, it's like it's what Bubba Gump inspires to be. Yeah. I guess has a better place. wish they could drop that family restaurant title. And just get more live performance. Yeah, more twerking. <laughs> More, more twerking at Bubba Gumps. Yeah, I also really enjoy like this club manager guy as a character because Dolomite goes into his own office. There's a cut of the carpet. He's like, man, why are you cut of the carpet? Just, yeah. why you stop. Yeah, they don't. Man. They don't really mess with him. But then back there. He just like comes back out and whoops them all, and then walks out with Shy. Yeah. And then as but he walks up. seconds after <laughs> Willie Green. Yeah, yeah, it's like he would have passed Willie Green in the door the way they oh, filmed yeah. it. <laughs> it's literally, they're gone for all of 10 seconds. And like Willie Green's like, well, what happened? Yeah, it's like. Oh, you so just missed Dolomite. You didn't see Dolomite shove past you. <laughs> Ooh, but yeah, then. Um, he goes to see. Where do we go for? Oh. He goes to the kung fu oh. school, and we immediately. Oh see, oh we, <coughs> it sounded like you guys were just doing cocaine over the. Oh are you guys? Oh, it looks like you're cutting out. Yeah, we just go right there. I see. Can you hear me? Hello. Here we go. So at this point, Dolomite goes to Kung Fu school to see his girls working out, and they're all—they're actually pretty good, like better fighters than Rudy Ray Moore, I'd say. Oh yeah, they look very well disciplined. Like that's, Queen B spared no expense on karate training. That's what I'm saying—it's it's a sound investment as an employer. Like mm -hmm. they look like they're very good at karate. Yeah, they really invest in their human capital. Uh, Dolomite Enterprises. Human <laughs> capital sounds really bad. Yeah, well, but, like, they're, 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 it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's more. It's more like a. Yes, yes. In the terms of a <laughs> bordello, that's a whole other can of worms. You're right. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's a dicey phrasing, but uh, yeah, Dolomite. Uh, he treats them well, and it's more of a small army than a group of prostitutes by your average measure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they cut to, like, the mayor giving a speech at some party, and he's going full Richard so, so Nixon. So this is Los Angeles that this all takes place in, yeah. correct? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. And, yeah. and then uh, I guess Willie Green rolls up to the party, and there's a man with a hilarious piece of, like, fake facial hair. It's, like, literally just two dots. Like below his nostrils. <laughs> yeah, the, like, fake black butler. <laughs> like, that was ridiculous doesn't want to let Willie in, but Willie crashes that party all the same. 
Um, and then the mayor, he looks like, you have to help me take care of Dolomite because I'm losing my part of the city. But uh, the mayor... Talk about how creepy the mayor is. Yeah, yeah. the mayor is a repulsive looking man. Yeah, he was he's disgusting. Just, he's really, really trying to like act and do his thing, but he's, he's just gross. He's, he, he's so creepy and he just delivers everything in, in such like a weird, mm-hmm. creepy way. I bet if this was a theater rendition of Batman, he could play the Penguin. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he's just one of those kind of looking guys. I haven't. The, the I wrote down the mayor looks like what I would imagine the pug from MIB looking like if it was human. Oh. <laughs> That's what that was like because he he does these, these like he does these like, like scrunched up side looks. And he does these scrunched up faces. Yeah. And we're at fourteen percent battery. And we're losing connection again. Oh, I can still hear you, though, so it's all cold. good. Well, no, no, but I did email myself those notes. Yeah, that's all good. We, we're, I can still hear you, so it's all good. So, okay. we can switch to microphone. Yeah. Well, we're almost done here, if you can hear me. So, yes, the mayor is just a truly awful man. <laughs> Disgusting motherfucker. Um, yeah, he looks so gross. So, it, it, we're to assume that the mayor is corrupt as hell and is working with Willie Green at this point. Yeah. Well, he's very unhappy that uh, Willie Green showed up to the party. Yeah. But he so they obviously got something going on. Yeah, he reveals that uh, he had Dolomite sprung from prison so that he could have him killed, but... Then once Willie leaves, like, with that answer, he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, we'll take care of Dolomite. He, like, immediately reveals that it's like, oh, he kind of doesn't like Willie for showing up at the party, so he's going to fuck him over. So. Yeah. Duplicitous mayor. But, um, yeah, they uh, end up going to go see Chicago. Um, or, like, Dolomite, or, sorry, Dolomite in the and Chicago end up going to see the priest at this point. Oh, yeah, the reverend. Mm-hmm. So they go, and I guess it's like they're, they have a funeral going on of sorts. The reverend has some information for Dolomite. Mm-hmm. And I guess Shy says as they're walking down the aisle, I'm scared. And Dolomite says something to the extent of, if you see a ghost, gun. Yeah, just cut the motherfucker. <laughs> cut the motherfucker, yes. Really just throw a motherfucker in. With yeah, and you're, pr- you're probably good. Yeah, you probably got the quote now. Yeah, and like the reverend ends up helping him, but he first is like, "Oh, let me check out this one coffin," and then the two dead bodies are just guards with <laughs> machine guns. Yeah, and then the other coffin is just full of guns. Like the the reverend is very frivolous and ridiculous of where he keeps his guns. Doesn't Rudy call it out too? He's like, ah, "One dead, two alive." Yeah, no, one alive, two dead, and then. He knocks on the two caskets that two guys sit up with their machine guns. The old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. Yeah. So then he, like, gives him some info about the docks, and you're like, okay, it's going to lead to this big investigation scene. It's literally one shot of Rudy Ray Moore in Chicago on a dock. They pick up a fish and pull cocaine out of it, and that's it. <laughs> and then he does the cocaine. He's like, that's cocaine, all right. Yeah, that was the extent of their deep undercover investigation. And it's set up as, like, it's going to be, like, oh, a big scene. but Yeah, no. They really figure that out pretty quick. Yeah, I they, think at this point they're like looking at the, probably the timeline of the movie like, oh, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, we only got enough money for like 
70 minutes, so we're going to do 20 minutes in a club and call it quits. <laughs> That's what we got. But yeah, this is the point where, like, they go... Um, yeah, and on, when they're on the dock, Rudy May- Ray Moore has a big, crazy, fake beard as well for one shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's in disguise, <laughs> but, like, he's still... Rudy Ray Moore. looking person. Like, there's... Yeah. It's literally just like a pair of nose glasses. Nosewhite yeah. is also like the street legend in this city. Oh yeah, like he's, he's literally it. the most like popular man there is. It's like a very similar arc to like I don't know if you guys is Pootie Tang, like where he's just really just great at everything I don't and know everyone loves him. Yeah. Well, for the audience, you see. Oh, for the audience. Check out Pootie Tang. It's fantastic. Yeah, right? just don't think about the filthy, filthy man who directed it. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Yeah, that's too bad. He had to sully sully that experience. Chris Rock took over Pootie Tang? Yeah, that's a little bit of salt. Silver lining? I guess. Dirtbag. Chris Rock made the finished product? Yeah. His name is. His name's on the Yeah, so at this point, him and Chicago go to the club for two songs and a dance number. Oh, Oh, yeah. So we have. The uh, the Dolomite dancers, I guess they're called. At, are these the guys that are singing as well? Yeah, it's just the dancers. It's like a very extravagant, like tribal African performance, but, and it goes on for a good while. <laughs> yeah, is this the, with the band though? Is there? Yeah, there's like there's like a funk band. Then the band leaves, and the drummer stays on for an African dance. But the, yeah. the, the funk band at first, I was thinking like, oh man, like one of those guys kind of looks like Andre Three Thousand. But I promise you, the outfits they're wearing in that are directly, hey, uh. Yeah. Well, there's, like, a lot of, like, very interesting, like, people used to wear essentially just, like, imagine, like, a tank top, but, like, cut diagonally. Like, you just have, like, one shoulder and a full-on nipple, and you're wearing, like, this very large, and you're, like, a, this dude just slaying it, like, this crazy romper. God damn it. It's showing off one man tit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But yeah, it is basically a commercial for Rudy's Club. So at this point, Willie Green walks into the club and just goes on a shooting spree. (laughs) Yeah, and shit just jumps off. Like, the club just explodes. Like, it is the most ridiculous place. It's a great little fight montage, essentially. Oh, yeah, like, Dolomite goes into his room as, like, fighting by candlelight. That's right. Yeah, that's a cool scene. very beautiful scene. This... And also the way he takes care of Willie Green is so like the the shit's jumping off the club and then Dolomite goes to fight Willie Green in the climax. Yeah. There's also the fight in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's like that chef guy who just isn't explained at all, who is just getting shit done really good. Yeah, he, I would like he to see burned, a movie just about the guy in the kitchen. He burns that dude's face clear off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely yeah. took me back to Miami Connection a little bit. <laughs> that was right. good. But when Dolomite and Willie Green are fighting, Dolomite gets shot in the shoulder oh. and then proceeds to run up to Willie Green and rip his stomach out. Yeah, that and was wild. He through the man's stomach and pull it out. He's Dolomite, he's Dolomite motherfucker. Like his, like his ladies are training in Kung Fu, but he's got his whole other brain going. Yeah. Just ripping out stomachs. 
Yeah. Yeah, shit. And then Dolomite's girl tries to like take him, take down the mayor, but ends up getting killed by his wife. And I feel. Does he have the phone conversation before this happens or after? I feel like it's right after this, and then the movie just kind of ends immediately. Yeah. You disgusting. He spits on his own bathroom floor. Yeah, that was yeah. gross. This man's like doing his thing and he's, he spits on his own floor. That really speaks to your character. I mean, he's disgusting. It really does. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, because like the mayor is having like a little threesome with his wife and one of Dolomite's ladies. Yeah. And, and then, then, yeah, Dolomite's lady throws his wife into the shower and shoots her. But the, the mayor's calling up someone to take care of Dolomite. Right? Yeah, he's putting a head up. Yeah. And Dolomite. Yeah. He's a, he just sounds like, uh, yeah. Good boy, yeah, yeah. He calls himself Mr. Big. Oh, uh, Mr. Big. Yeah, one of those. Oh, when he picks up the phone, what the fuck do you want, Mitchell? He's just terrible. Yeah. He's a terrible, terrible character. I have Mitchell. Mitchell is the uh, cocaine dude. Mitchell, yeah. yeah. He's the bad, he's the cop with like, the eyebrows and the cocaine. Yeah, Mitchell. We mentioned was in Locked Down, but. Yeah, great actor. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. They just kind of wrap up the movie as fast oh, as they can. There's a little bit more to it, because... Uh, the detective comes. Yeah, because essentially they put a hit on Dolomite, and the detective essentially shows up. is like, yeah. Dolomite, there's a hit out on you. Because he's in the hospital because he got shot, right? Yeah, and then those two crooked cops, Mitchell and the other crony, and I, show up to do that. No, no, they said other people. Well, I have the extra, because the detective goes to the mansion, and the one guy... Okay, Mr. FBI man, we're gonna put an end to you spying around. <laughs> and then he fights them. And then he goes to Dolomite because he finds out what happened. Yeah. He tells Dolomite what's up. And then they're in the hospital. So there's like a little, like it keeps going actually. Yeah. I think it's over and it kind of keeps going. So the hitmen come to Dolomite's supposed hospital room. They have right. Shy yes. pose as the nurse That's right. to lead these guys astray. But it's really weird because like the whole plan to like, like, have the jump on them. Dolomite's, like, still hiding in the room, and they have, like, a setup with, like, a bunch of pillows <laughs> under blankets yeah. to look like Dolomite. And, of course, they fuck him up real bad. Like, Dolomite takes care of a few guys, and the detective shows up with two pistols and just unloads on a two revolvers. Yeah. Two revolvers. Blows and then finally hell. we find out that the F... Like, no, I'm sorry, I almost ruined it there. The detective was, in fact, the FBI agent who would reveal himself at just the right time? Just the yeah. right time. And boy, did he ever. It was a classic, classic twist. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, with that... Also, the very ending of the movie is ridiculous. Like, because, like, him and the detective, like, walking along, is like, oh, so what are you going to do now, Dolomite? And, like, literally just goes to credits. I'm just going to do me? Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't even say that. I was like, so what do you want to do now, Dolomite? Credits. Yeah. Right there. And it's like him singing about what he's going to do now. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Yeah. Did he actually say what he's going to do now? Because I have some notes like going into the next part of this episode, I guess, about the human tornado. Are his plans of what he wants to do consistent with what happens in the first human tornado? I don't, I don't think he mentions going to like it in the southern states. <laughs> yeah. If, like human tornado, like, well, going ahead a little bit, but like, it starts off there in Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. But yeah, um, before we hop into our five-star reviews of old Dolomite, I'll hop in with some fun facts. So there's not a lot of fun facts on, on the <laughs> internet for this one. <laughs> I was like, 
I had to rush to watch these movies, so I thought, like, at the very least, I could read up, like, the Wikipedias and, like, look up some, like, Dolomite stuff and, like, at least come in with a little hot number one or two of some information. Believe it or not, though, the Rudy Ray Moore fan page was run by this guy on Facebook is really well-maintained. Dude, dude is still putting Rudy content out there on a daily basis. Don't have your name, but shout out to you. Because yeah. on the Wikipedia, like, there's not a lot of info on Dolomite or Human Tornado. Mm-hmm. But I'll hop in with my few tidbits here. So, at one, at one point, the New York Times called the film The Citizen Kane of black exploitation. I mean, I feel wow. I feel like... Yeah, I, I feel like that, be- that that title probably belongs to Shaft, but this one is made by more like Black Crew and stuff like that. So. Yeah, Shaft was made by Warner Brothers, was it not? Yeah, or it was an MGM yeah. joint for sure. That was yeah. the first like corporate thing. Yeah, that's right. Shit, you can make a lot of money on this. Uh, when, when did they say that though? The the magazine New York Times. Yeah, yeah, like was it when it came out? I, or was I have it no idea. I don't have the exact year on that. Oh, one. That's like a re, like cult classic. Yeah, 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 like revisiting. Yeah, because like, they said that at the time that it came out. I was like, wow, man. I feel like the, I feel like even the t- uh, term black exploitation is like after the era, kind of. True. So. Yeah. So, uh, dolomite is a play on dolomite, a naturally occurring mineral that consists of calcium and magnesium. Yeah, I thought it was like, there's also the dolomites, isn't that a mountain range in Italy as well? Too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, dolomite, from what, the one thing I did get from Wikipedia is that the name and character dolomite, I hope I'm not stealing one of your facts, Chris. Go for it, hop in. Was, uh, like, a, a, apparently, like, an urban legend that Rudy Ray Moore had heard of in the L.A., like, club scene. And he started kind of doing it in some of his acts, and then he brought it in and... Well, a couple of his... I believe Dolomite came from one of his records. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it can't... It, like, can't... He, like, got his the name Dolomite and kind of, like, persona from, like, apparently, like, a little urban-y kind of legend yes, that was in Yeah, some, like, crackhead dude told him about it, kind of. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a mainstay of hip hop tracks. The song, yeah. Nothing, oh, yeah. The song, yeah, the song Nothing But a G Thing includes the line Pimpin' Hose and Clockin' a Grip Like My Name Was Dolomite. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, he, I watched an appearance of him on Arsenio where he said uh, he's the voice on D's Nuts by Dr. Dre. He's in, like, an Easy e song and some Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is quoted as saying there'd be no Snoop Dogg without Rudy Ray Moore. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's what, like, maybe it's a stretch with the Andre 3000 and the Hey Ya thing, but there's definitely, like, the, the influence of Rudy Ray Moore, Dolomite, is, like, very real. Yeah. Yeah, it cannot be denied. And, the, uh, yeah, the boom mic is visible in many shots of the original Xenon... VHS and DVD transfer in like the DVD I have, um, yeah. and it was originally transferred without the proper ratio of like it's supposed to be widescreen, so it revealed more of the top and bottom of the frame, like and basically showing off the boom mic hidden at the bottom and top. So on the newer yeah. on the newer oh, like it, on the it newer was ridiculous um, how much the boom like the boom mic should have been like filled in the credits. <laughs> yeah. Had a lot of on-screen appearance. I, I like that they even directly make fun of that in Black Dynamite as well. Yeah, like, like it peaks in. That's, yeah, I'm still, like, I'm glad you brought up that new Black Dynamite, because that's 
pretty sweet. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, glad this kind of movie hasn't gone away. No, it's still around for sure. Yeah. But on the uh, Blu-ray, they've uh, actually released in the right aspect ratio, but they also include a boom mic version that shows <laughs> like all the boom mics. Oh, you're awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm watching it with the boom mic. Yeah, I'm watching it with the boom mic. It adds a touch to it, I think. Yeah. Um. So Moore featured the character Dolomite on his 1970 debut album, Eat Out More Often, (laughs) which reached number 25 on the Billboard Top 200. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, so, yeah, he ended up releasing uh, several more comedy albums into the 70s with him turning a bunch of his material into Dolomite in 1975. So, yeah, I think with that, it's time to hop into some five-star reviews of Dolomite, boys. Maddie boy, where do you rate it out of five stars? It's very high. Like... I feel like I gotta take a little off because it's it's a rough cut. Yeah. But I I love it so much. It's so and then it's like it's it's cool and it's just it's fun to watch and I watched them back to back so it was a bit much. Yeah, that's a long watch. But I mean, like a solid four, maybe four and a half, but a solid four for sure. Ooh. Oh, damn, Aaron, what do you say? You know. I really enjoy it. It was like a lot, like, because we watched these movies, like, all together when we were, like, younger. It was like, a great time. It was, like, something new and interesting to look at. But, like, watch them now. Like, they're good. There's, like, there's parts of it, but I think, like, a lot of it for me is, like, the nostalgia factor, right? Yeah. When we were young. But I've seen it now, like, it's good. It entertains me, but there's definitely some times where I'm just like, all right, like, just. It's dated. Let, let's just get it moving. Yeah. I'm giving it a three and a half. Yeah, I think I'm gonna even. Yeah, I'm gonna hop in with a three point five as well, cause it's like, yeah. it's good, but it's like if you lose those club scenes, you lose the scene of him just talking in a parking lot for five minutes. It's like you could get this movie moving and end at like an hour and fifteen, and it'd be a much better yeah. movie. Like it's it made for different tastes, right? Like he was doing, this, he was doing this comedy album, like that was his claim to fame. Like if you're number one on the Billboard charts with like that sort of shtick, you're probably gonna put it in. Yeah, yeah I, I question, I question like the the significance for the culture at the time. You know, like I question how people enjoyed it when it came out. Yeah. For the audience he was presenting it to. You know? Yeah, I because, think like there was all these performers and there was all these like music uh, performances yeah. and artists doing their thing. And I, I wonder if people were like enjoying that. As they were seeing it, yeah, like, like that's something they're familiar with. Like, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of black people name drop it, so it's like like Eddie Murphy cited it as an influence. So it's like I think he like hit the black market, but I yeah, just feel for sure. I just 100%. feel like he didn't cross over into the white market, which is why he never got like truly truly famous. But yeah, but um, yeah, with that, I think we might have to take a little break and. Up into number two. Mm-hmm. That was good. All right. I mean, a snake's and twice as bad. But for the price of admission, I can be had. If you crave satisfaction, this is the place to find that action. Coming to this theater as its next attraction is the picture that will put you in faction. The human tornado. He made me do it. Bitch, are you for real? <laughs> 
motherfucker caught me in the bed with his wife. Now he want to try to take my life. Both step on it and step on it quick. Burn some rubber because we're going to deal with that trick. Side, nigga, side, side, nigga, side. He think he's bad and he ain't got no class. I'm going to wrap this shotgun up his motherfucking ass. What did the bathtub say to the toilet? I get as much ass as you, but I don't take as much shit. And with that, you know we're talking 1976's The Human Tornado. We got Rudy Ray Moore back. We got a brand new director in, but uh, I feel like this movie has a little more budget, a little more flair. Oh, there, there's a lot. Like, you can certainly tell there's a new director in town. There's a lot more. There's, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it's, like I definitely enjoy this movie much more than Dolomite. I can say that yeah. right away. It's a lot of the human tornado really has stuck with me. Yeah, it's more so. Well, this I never watched Dolomite actually. Like watching Dolomite last night was like the first night uh, time I actually watched Dolomite. But Human Tornado is what I watched with like you guys like in high school. And this one is I never the, watched Dolomite. This one is the real gem of the collection. I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is um, Rudy's best because this is also the director of P.D. Wheatstraw and Disco Godfather. But oh yeah, yeah. So like once they kind of hammered this style out, like Rudy was into it. Like so, this is kind of like his established. Yeah, Dolomite's point. pretty realized at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the Human Tornado, <laughs> it, it definitely the movies are very different. Yeah, like, I mean, like no, well, I guess what I mean is just that, like the. Human Tornado takes it to, like, a very different level. Yeah, it just gets crazy. A lot of, like, in a every, lot of different points. Yeah, it raises the bar in every department, kind of. Like, yeah. yeah. In some departments that didn't even need the bar raised. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, like, it's, it's really, like, kick off. Well, we'll get into it. We'll yeah. get into it. <laughs> yeah. But right off the bat, like, the credit sequence, they're just going all over. Oh, that is probably the best title card. He's literally wearing a cape with the title of the movie on it. That's right, yeah. It is dope as hell. (gasps) Yeah, and, like, he's just walking across the dirt road and then, like, sets up mirrors and is doing kung fu with, like, two white dudes in the reflections. Yeah, and then he, like, he, like, breaks the mirrors and there's, like, swords there. Yeah. So it's like a... Excellent display of Rudy Ray martial arts. There's a Rudy Ray martial arts in this movie. In Dolomite, he doesn't really do the like thing that he does in this movie all the time. Does yeah. he like with the yeah, no, absolutely like, the not dancing around and the more like Tai Chi karate kind of like thing. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more style. He doesn't yeah. do that in Dolomite, yeah, does they're... he? They're doing the full-on like Dolomite version of the karate of the like Power That's, Rangers yeah, karate yeah. grunts. <laughs> It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd love to see it at actual normal speed, because none of it is normal speed. Yeah, no, all, like, the car chase that happens earlier in the movie is, like, just very much sped up. Yeah. Oh, but first... Like it just, everything <laughs> is sped up. First, we start with, like, seven minutes of inside of his club. <laughs> was... Oh, no, no, this is, like, his mansion in... Yeah. For no, whatever no, reason. Because it, no, it starts in the oh, club. Oh, you know what put yeah. on a show. He yeah, because yeah, he's like making, he's like fat shaming some dude and then it cuts, oh, to, yeah. cuts yeah. to hardcore he's twerking. He's not on the Titanic bitch anymore. He's, a, he's, just, he's working the crowd hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there's it just cuts to hardcore booty shaking on stage. So we have a reprise of the Dolomite Dancers. That is a club act that he took with him. Yeah. And we see it once again in the that lady is doing some of the craziest dance moves I've ever seen. At one point, she's lying on the ground, and she has gripped in her hands both of her ankles. Yeah. And she's, like, walking in That's the right. strangest... Yeah. You just got to watch the movie. Like, I'd like, love to show you, like, a description of how this works, but... It's an odd The like, audio format's limited. Contribution to the, like... Because the bongos are kind of going along with his, uh, his, like, jokes and his, like, limericks that he's doing. It's, like, it's... The dancing and her booty shaking is like all part of the like the bongo and the like boosh of it all, you know. Like, yeah. Like, like I guess like a drum like kind of thing. It's, it's all a, part of it. It's well, a like, very... imagine being the audience and like you have a stand up comedian and then this this lady who's essentially crab walking and working <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, with That's glitter all show. over her ass. Right. Like it's uh it goes on just like the all <laughs> performances in these movies goes on. Oh yeah, and also this is long. what kinda I noticed a little bit too, like even within the one performance is doing, he still manages to have different suits on. Like, he's wearing a white suit, and he's got a black suit, and he's got a white suit. And there's also, like, audience members who make appearances later. Like, they use some of the uh, audience footage a little bit later on. Yeah, absolutely. Some of those people they, love Dolomite shows. Like, good work, spoiler, good fan yeah, spoiler alert, they will be back to this club. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. They really enjoy their experience. Yeah. So then, from this club scene, they cut to an actual scene, and like Rudy Ray Moore's like bringing a white woman into his bedroom, and he's like, "Relax and take off your things. I'll see you later." <laughs> and then yeah, we... so I guess they're in Alabama at this point. Yeah, well, it's casual Dolomite being a gigolo, pretty much, right? Yeah, because yeah. she's for sure paying for his services. Yeah. And, like, and then he, he's like a successful club owner. No, he's no, he had to leave oh, Los Angeles. Right? He's not a successful club owner anymore. No, he, he's at least doing shows. I yeah. Just, well, no, he got rid of the total experience. Well, he doesn't no, have I that think, anymore. He's no, Queen, Queen B is running. No, Queen B's running the club for him, so he is still yeah. in the club. Yeah, owner. he's still right. got he's still got things going on, and he's. I mean, I guess he's just hustling. Yeah. I guess that's part of it. But like the, he's like helping the preacher from movie one open up like a school for troubled youths or something. Well, he donates his house to become a boy's home. He donates the very house that they're standing in to become a boy's home. And what I don't understand is like, there. Why did the preacher go with him to Alabama? Yeah, they just got. He's like, like oh, you know what, Dolomite? I'm gonna stop my crazy ways of selling. Guns out of my. We didn't even know if he was selling guns out of his church, but he just up and goes to Alabama with him for Dolomite to give him his house. Yeah, but it is a classic black exploitation thing. For if they make sequels, they're bringing back as many people as they can <laughs> to reprise their roles. But um, yeah, at this point, like white people roll up outside of Dolomite's pad, and they just get mad that they see black people having a party. Oh yeah. Some very. This isn't the sheriff, though, right? No, these are. This is like just some a white casual dude. yokels, I suppose. Yeah, white dude and his mama. That's a very colorful choice of words. It's, it's, it's I, very, it's very I, strong. I language. legit did not write it in the chat, so yeah. I, it's it's, it's pretty offensive. But like you know, I can't remember if this is in the first movie or the second movie, but there is this thing of like it, it's a black exploitation movie. The like white people are the bad 
like they're the bad guys, they're the evil in this movie. In the first or second movie, when they're in like one of their big fight scenes, uh, one of the guys says to like uh, one of the black ladies that's doing karate, he says like you know he calls her like a dumb like bitch and all this, and he uses some sort of slur, and then like immediately he gets killed. You know, so it's just like. Yeah, that shit's bad, and it's what they're saying is shitty. Like, action reaction. But the, reaction but the actual yeah. reaction of what they're saying and the immediate consequence is there. And I, I feel like that's, like, it's part of the movie for sure, you know? Yeah. It's like they definitely have a strange 70s morality to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's just, like, vengeance and justice for the, like, shitty white, like, things that are being said by these white people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So then, like, the sheriff just gets involved at this point, and he's just, like, popping off shots in his own station when the dude walks in. And Immediately, like, someone walks through the door, just draws the gun. And this, like, the sheriff, like, asleep at his desk reminded me, last night, uh, I, I was hanging out with Carson, and... We went to the corner store by my house. I won't say what the name of it is, but the dude behind the counter who, like, I'm kind of, like, buddy-buddy with from going in the a bunch of times. I got yeah. Be yeah. 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 Like, you, you have your, your casual, hey, how's it going, man? Yeah. And then other times you won't talk to him. So, you know, like... You just buy your gun and you leave. It's yeah. a comfortable convenience store. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's that kind oh, of relationship, right. and Carson's just chilling, going over the Arizona iced tea selection, and I'm, I'm waiting up at the counter, and the dude's sitting in a chair, as he often is, just full-on asleep this time, though. And I told Carson, and Carson noticed and laughed him awake. <laughs> Carson laughed so hard. I feel like, yeah. I know this is going on tangent, but 7-Eleven's probably the worst place to fall asleep on the job. Yeah? 100%. That's that corporate convenience. Like, if you get caught doing that, uh-uh. my convenience store is like a corner store. And my guy's always just watching hockey and, like, not paying attention. But it's fine. It's like a family-owned convenience store. But if that's a 7-Eleven... Mm-hmm. You can't get away with that's that. That's a disciplinary action right there. Yeah. So, anyways, the sheriff just is ready for a <laughs> yeah, page. Sorry. Back to Dolomite, Sidetrack. Back to Kenny Rogers' sheriff. Yeah, that very much Kenny Rogers' sheriff. Um, yeah, he does bear quite a resemblance. Weird to say chubbier Kenny Rogers, but chubbier Kenny Rogers' sheriff. Yeah, a little shorter, a little stouter. Um, but, yeah, he just, like, brings every cop he's got, and they just, like roll up on the house with a paper sign on their car. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the, the paper sheriff's car? Yeah, yeah that... it's very apparent that that's not a sheriff's car. Mm-mm. I guess the budget wasn't in it for Alabama this year. Yeah, they're like, okay, we got to cover up California on this. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he just rolls in and is just fucking with everyone, and I'm not positive. I can try and verify on IMDb, but... I'm pretty sure Winston from the Ghostbusters was in there in a red yeah. turtleneck. It is definitely was. He's the guy in the pink turtleneck. Yeah, absolutely, Ernie Hudson. Uh-huh. That is him, one hundred percent. because I had that same little intuition. It's like I, I've seen this man. I didn't pick I up on that at all. Him. And yeah. it is in fact Ernie Hudson. Yeah, shaved head, looking. Yeah, great. he looks slick. He looks really good. Yeah, he was. When did Ghostbusters come out? He was young. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. So this was, yeah, probably a good... Like a good 10 years. Yeah. yeah, this was a good chunk before G-Busters. G-Busters. Yeah, classic G-Busters. But, um, yeah, so 
sheriff shows up, he's fucking shit up, and he just starts chasing this black girl through the house like a mad horn dog. Yeah, yeah it, he kind of like quarters her a little yeah. bit. And then she ends up kneeing him in the balls, classic. But then she gets hit in the back of the head with a shotgun into Dolomite's bedroom. And that's like one of the lines that stuck with me since I saw oh. this when I was a younger boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He made it. He made it. you for real. Yeah. And it is, in fact, the sheriff's wife that Dolomite is. Oh. What a it's twist. What a twist. Yeah, she is. And she just got shot. Dolomite's wife was paying yeah. for Dolomite's wife. The sheriff's wife was paying for Dolomite's services. Yeah, and like the sheriff's right hand man just pops her with a shotgun and Dolomite. <laughs> yeah, she gets off quick. And he, he tells her to do it though, right? Yeah, I think he, the other sheriff like, tells her. I don't no remember. wife of mine. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember his name, but do it, do it. No wife of mine. Yeah, and the guy is, I wish I was like hamming that up, but that's, that's I don't know how he sounds. That's pretty good, that's actually. Pretty like pretty shrill. Shrill and just yeah. Almost Rogers goes looking. for Kenny Rogers looking and also Dukes of Hazard like sheriff trying to yeah. You know yeah he was trying to be the sheriff and the Dukes of Hazard yeah yeah he was so like no implied racism like you just get it yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there. yeah it is in the forefront <laughs> yeah but yeah. Um, he just like runs out of his house naked, Rudy Ray Moore at this point, oh, and dives naked down the hill. It's gonna be ridiculous. Then it is what happens when he runs out of his house. Naked. Does a Jackie Chan replay of like, oh, you don't believe I just did that? And it jumps back and shows him dive naked down the hill again. And like to be clear, he legitimately says that in the movie. Yeah, he like, says, like, "You it, wouldn't believe I just did that." And it flashes instant replay in text that like, yeah. shows it happening again. Yeah, it, I think it's really just an attempt for him to show how large his penis is. Is that really him tumbling down the hill? Yeah, like, absolutely. by his body type. Yeah, I think it totally. Is. Which is uh, kudos. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not the like craziest tumble. But well, it's pretty good. I, I imagine him just getting to the bottom and being like, you know what? Like, fuck. That really hurt. We better put a replay in for that. Yeah, you better show that more than once. And they do that a couple times, too. Yeah, because when he rolls out and, like, hops in the car, I was like, he is naked and barefoot, and that looks uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah and he stays that way for Well, he doesn't have shoes for a, a long while. while. Well, yeah. It's true. Yeah, so they end up, like, being chased by the cops in their car, but trapping them in a cave. And then he does his, like, crazy shotgun rhyme. He's like, I'm going to shove my shotgun up your motherfucking ass. <laughs> it's a, he think he bad and got no class. I'm going to rock this shotgun up his motherfucking ass. Yeah, I'm glad you got that. <laughs> so with one shot, he blows up two cars. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? So they uh, decide to walk to California. Yeah, they're in Alabama. So just think about how far that is. Geographically. Like Rudy Ray Moore has no shoes at this point. And they're going to walk to Alabama. And like they, honestly, they walk for some time. But like, like honestly, they make a concerted effort to try to walk to California from Alabama. Are they hitchhiking the whole time though? No, they no, just start, they're walking. Yeah, they just start hitchhiking like halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, even that part, they literally 
it's not so much a hitchhike. <clears throat> like, they go and hide and, like, literally rob this man at gunpoint for his vehicle. Yeah, and, the, oh, my the goodness. Oh, no, no, no. They don't rob him. There's, there's one guy that they put out his bait, and this is a... Yeah, they yeah, put out yeah, the one shirtless, yeah. handsome man as bait. Yeah. So then, like... They did not rob the guy that picks the yeah. car. That, He's very happy to yeah, pick those guys up. So they pick the guys up, they yeah. take his car, and this is, like, this fellow who's a very... Gregarious individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but a, I'm gonna I'm gonna say before we hop into the car ride, that hitchhiking acting needed some work. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> he was very unnatural hitchhiking. Unmotivated, you yeah. say? Uh, he just didn't put his thumb out. <laughs> like, I was like, just yeah, no, he kind of just stood there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he was like waving, and then just being like, oh, he didn't pick me up, shucks. But, but. Uh, yeah, I got very nervous with the intro of a gay character into this world. <laughs> yeah, very apparent that it's just like a gay guy is picking these guys up. Yeah, and like... He's very excited to be picking them up. Yeah, so they basically like take over his car and they're like, we're taking you to California, and he's like, oh great, I've never been to California. And they like, Yeah, he's probably <laughs> the most like willing carjacked them you've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'd love to go, and he's like happy to join them. The entire time. Yeah, he's down to ride with Dolomite and the crew. <laughs> so, he really is. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Dolomite finally gets a pair of shoes, and there's, like, a extended happy shoe walk intercut-like oh. moment. He just it's, it's something that's kind of, like, something's got me feeling pretty neat now that I have new shoes to put on my mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have the exact quote, but like it's something it's, to that extent. Yeah. It's him literally just walking out of the store with shoes on. It's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, something to that extent. Yeah. But like, he's just very happy coming out of the store with shoes. And I guess after that, they go and they have to go to the bathroom, and there's a very strange scene. Yeah. One of the Dolomites crew is a uh, has to go to the bathroom oh, in, the, yeah. in the ladies' room That's... and just winds up peeing in the sink while this woman screams on the toilet. Yeah. And yeah. it just comes out of nowhere. It's like, what is and going on? Again, like long. Know, these are not long movies. Yeah. But this is a very weirdly long scene. <laughs> yeah. And she just she's just screaming like get out the whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's so and he real. ends up he ends up uh, just peeing in the sink, right? Yeah. 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 And it's very odd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's of the time, I guess, but... Yeah. Very odd. Yeah, yeah. It, it stood out. <laughs> and then uh, Dolomite phones Queen Bee right after that, and he's like, I have to off a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just basically telling his story up until that point, and Queen Bee's like, oh, don't worry, the club's been doing great. Like, come meet me here tomorrow. Yeah. Well, he says, I'll be there in three days, baby. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, that sounds like a nice way to make plans back in the day. It's like, I'll see you in three days. And then way to communicate. Yeah, yeah no texting, so it's like, you just got to accept that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see him in three days. Yeah, someday, sometime in three days' time. <laughs> He's going from Alabama to California to... But he's saying he'll be in California for you? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you think about it, they're still walking. That's quite the track, yeah. Quite for the track. Yeah, so then, like, it cuts to Queen Bee's Club. There's another club scene, and, like, there's just some ridiculous songs. It's like, this club, like, crew is dancing. Like, that was ridiculous. one with the 
dance with their wearing like uh, tuxedos and the one guy's uh Oh yeah, he like kind of Yeah, and he like out. shuffles off stage like chasing that girl kind of. That's it right, like, yeah. That was yeah. Pretty, that was uh, pretty gripping. It was yeah. pretty that was I had a good laugh at that scene. I yeah. was like I don't know what this is, but I'm liking it. <laughs> and it's, it's just cool too, it's like hey like you got a clock, like, we got a book entertainment. Well, what do we got? Well, we got these show tune dancers who are going to do some strange stuff. They Great, can, put them on. Yeah, very cabaret. But... And then just book the whole place. Mm-hmm. It, but the thing is, like, this club is not the same club from Dolomite. Oh, no. no. This is a very different looking club. I feel like the club from Dolomite is... But they is... still imply that it's the same Yeah, club. I feel like the club from Dolomite is in this movie as one of the, like, 17 clubs we see. <laughs> but... Yeah. yeah. However, the one that Queen Bee is in is not, in fact, the same. Yeah, that's... It's kind of like... strange. When you, when you watch the two together, it's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the game done changed, for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the white guys... Uh, there's a bunch of white guys and black guys, crooks in the back of an empty club who are just talking about how mad they are that Queen is, is or Queen Bee is stealing their business. So then the white guys go to her place and start roughing it up. Yeah, that was like one of the scenes that really stuck with me from watching this previously. Focused on this when the first time we watched this movie. And there's one of the henchmen who runs in, and boys, I don't know if ready on the count of three. Yeah. Three, two, one. And everybody breaks. Yeah, that was. This guy is running so serious and just breaks up the crowd. He's probably one of my favorite movie henchmen. He looks so. It's the way he runs in, the way he delivers everybody freeze, the way he yeah. just pops off his little Tommy gun. Yeah, it's a great-looking gun, and he just pops it, and like, oh, I get so much pleasure hearing that line. <laughs> everybody freeze! Uh, it's ingrained in me. I can hear it and see him, like, run into the room. But then the one, the one henchman I identify as Burt Reynolds' henchman with the sunglasses. He's a, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He tosses a guy into a bed at one point. Yeah, and then he just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, just, just, he, just, he, just <laughs> he just punches up Queen Bee ruthlessly and k- yeah. kicks her at the bar. One of my roommates well, walked in. All over the fact that like, I guess the... Uh, the bad guy in the movie, this Cavaletti character, is just not happy that Queen Bee is getting the business. Pretty much. And, like, that's, like, shitty. Yeah. Like, that's how the club game works. Yeah. Like, it was terrible. Yeah, it's like... They're running a legitimate, fun business with show tune dancers and getting kicked in the face. Yeah. Seems like people are having a good time. Yeah, it's like they beat her up and kidnapped two of her girls just because. Oh, and that gets super weird after that. And this is yeah. what I mean with, like, from Dolomite to the Human Tornado, it's just—it's a totally different kind of thing. Yeah. When Cavaletti's on the phone with his boys when they're telling them that they got two Queenie's girl or Queen Bee's girls, he is just like got his—he's got his girl sitting on his lap and her titties are out for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. It's just, he, he's playing with her and doing his thing and enjoying her. Is that the lady who gets hypnotized? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Yeah, that is. is. It? Yeah. yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah. That is her. For sure. That's an We'll get into that later. That's how <laughs> That, like, changed my perception of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's me. Like, I don't remember parts of this movie 
Yeah. From, like when we watched it, like, they're, they're almost like yeah. weird, just like acid flashbacks. Yeah, you're just like, like, whoa. Shit, like, yeah. I don't remember seeing this. Like, yeah. It's crazy some yeah, of the things that happened. Because I remember this one being a lot closer to the first one in tone, but then, like, our next it's, scene uh, up is Jesus Christ. I forgot there was a witch in this movie. <laughs> well, that's the next scene that we're getting into, right? Yeah. The two girls from the club. And it's literally taken to, like, a witch's house. A voodoo witch house. A voodoo yeah. witch house. It's like a witch crack house. And yeah. it's a witch who likes titties and snakes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the weirdest, weirdest scene. Yeah. And then the one white dude who's part of this kidnapping has a shoe polished beard, inevitably. Oh, yes, he does have the a shoe polished beard. Dude. Yeah, he is a. Good... I never got that. Like, why? Like just forego the beard altogether. Yeah, it's yeah. like if he doesn't have a beard, have him be clean shaven, or just put on a fake fucking beard. Like, what's it to make him look like more sinister though? Yeah. yeah. You see a guy, and you're like, okay. You see a guy with a shoe polished beard, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 If you saw a shoe polished beard guy IRL, like you would definitely question his motives. He's yeah. like, you know, I could grow a beard and no, no, shoot yeah. polish instead. Oh, yeah. that, guy's, that guy's got nothing to lose, <laughs> truly. <laughs> but, he really gives it his all, too. But then, from that scene where the woman's just, like, holding a snake over the girls, um, it cuts to Dolomite just, like, buying an apple at a farmer's market, and it's a scene of music playing while he's walking and eating an apple, and he's like, oh. man... I hope the girls in California are as good as this apple. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has like a lot of like little asides in this. Yeah, they're like, literally like, very oh, personal. Is that the thing like where he's walking down the street and they like to chop up the scene in a like the shot yeah. in a really weird way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Jason Bourne cutting. <laughs> it's like it's literally it's like him walking down the, the same street. Like it's the most janky. Like imagine like watching someone walk down the street in like a pretty slow strobe light. <laughs> That's what you're watching. Very awkward. Yeah, it was very bizarre. But uh, then like they get to California and they pay the kind gay gentleman for his time and bid him adieu. And I'm surprised they managed to avoid hitting any uh, like cultural landmines. <laughs> like. I thought something offensive would happen in their time with him, but not really. Supposed to be there because like there's a man that he finds attractive across the street. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm in California. Like, okay, cool. They definitely okay. imply that like some weird shit might happen, but it never really does. No, they're just kind of like, all right, thanks, man. He's like, oh, like, yeah, it's perfect. quite, it's quite honestly like the most like mutually beneficial carjacking yeah. to ever exist. That was his destination, whether he knew it or not. Yeah, no. it's a future concept. Yeah. So then Dolomite gets to the club. Queen Bee's not there. He's like, oh, what the hell's going on? So he goes looking for Hurricane for some answers. So he, like, jumps to a bunch of clubs. It was, like, seven more clubs in this montage. And I was like, yeah, how many are there going to be in this goddamn movie? <laughs> and, like, they pay some singer in a bar, and they're like, hey, will you, like, help us? And he's like... Oh, yeah, I'll help you out. <laughs> and, like, but they pay him, like, $100 or some shit, and then, like, he's like, oh, 
Queen Bee's around here somewhere. I gotta go. And they just see her walking past. So it's like he really did not earn that money. No. <laughs> not one. It is the right place, right time kind of situation. Yeah, he just got in, got out. Yeah. But, he made a hundred bucks off of that? Or like I got hundred like seventy six dollars, you know, like yeah. hundred dollars to ninety seventy six. That's, That's a lot of really money. Good. Yeah. <laughs> they were throwing cash around, like that one doorman was like, "Oh, you for this much money, I'll tell you anything." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy was like very, very compliant. Yeah, he did not resist at all. It's like no one has loyalty in these movies. But, uh, yeah, it's like they, I don't know how they didn't notice Queen Bee when she was walking past covered in tinsel. Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, like, everyone's pretty ridiculously dressed. Like, if you can blend in with tinsel, then <laughs> yeah. that's pretty crazy. It's you a know? club in the 70s. Uh, it's several clubs in the 70s, I should say. So then, like, yeah, Queen Bee tells them what's going down, and then... Cavaletti's like, hey, why don't you enjoy the show? <laughs> then we, like, cut back to the kidnapped girls, and they're in that haunted house. Um, the guy in college face is still doing his thing. Yeah. And it was weird, too, because, like, like, apparently the witch was, like, especially good at torture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's some lady in, like, in Los Angeles who is just, like, a full-blown witch torturing people. She loves the cat, though, too. Yeah. She does. She- and she works for like crazy club owners. That's the weirdest part. <laughs> well, you wonder how that deal got worked out. Yeah, it's so like how they found it's like oh, like listen, like I know someone who knows a, a witch who will torture people. Like, this old lady yeah. just likes to fucking people. Yeah. Me and this witch have the same chiropractor, and we were waiting on the lobby <laughs> one day. <laughs> yeah, but it's a weird relationship they have <laughs> for sure. But um. Anyways, after they cut back to the haunted house for a bit, there's, like, this sex scene with Dolomite and Hurricane, but just kidding, it's a workout scene because she's making fun of him for being fat. So they get naked and are just, like, it's like they're having a dog dream and running in the air. <laughs> like, like moaning and groaning and, like, enjoying, like, what they're doing. Like, you know, like, they're both, like, ugh, oh, yeah, ugh, and, like, at the end, like, Dolomite kind of has, like, a little, you know, like, almost O-face kind of moment, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but he's like, he's like, enough of this. This is boring. I know a better way to work out than they just actually start having sex. <laughs> oh, but, oh, my God. build up in, like, a very odd psycho. But, yeah, it's like, like a... Yeah, just, like the, like, the, just like the scene where the, like... No, I had Dolomite. Weird, intimate moments. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like he had that one where like he hit someone and all of a sudden turned into a love scene and now he has a love scene that turns out like he's just Dolomite keeps a guessing. Yeah. yeah. Keeps a guessing. He gets it done. And it is like a weird fake out, but then they just go for a sex scene anyways. But then like they quickly cut from the sex to them eating fruit together and like my god, Rudy Ray Moore naked eating an apple was the most graphic part of that sex scene. <laughs> I like, I, the, the whole exercising thing, the whole food thing, like, that's that's Rudy, like, that's not Dolomite, that's Rudy Ray Moore. No, no, it, I think it's part of the exercise yeah. thing. I think he's trying to encourage a healthier lifestyle. I'm just yeah. saying that, like, like, you know, exercise, let's enjoy some sensual food. Yeah. And she shoves the banana in his mouth, that was great. Yeah. yeah. That's what, I, I'm, all I'm saying is I feel like that might be 
Rudy showed a little bit of his personal side. Yeah, you know, that, that little weight. Little, little Quentin Tarantino foot fetish thing, a little. Listen, I, got, I, got a I love yeah. to watch people work out while I work out. Then we eat some fruit, very sensually, kind of you know fetish thing. This is very healthy fetish. Hey, whatever gets them going, yeah. Yeah, I love a good apple with my sex. <laughs> 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 Nothing gets me hotter. <laughs> Granny Smith. <laughs> <laughs> a big old it's booty. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Golden delicious. All right. Anywho, we find out the uh, sheriff is in town, and the sheriff is talking about like about how uh, Rudy Ray Moore murdered his wife, and it's like you are a lying son of a bitch. Well, that's the other thing too. Is like the, the this guy literally drives for we can assume four days. A wild out of his jurisdiction. In a vendetta mission. In a vendetta mission, like... For a crime he committed. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know how he tracked Dolomite to California. Yeah, no, like... I mean, it's all in the body count, man. <laughs> like, because like, they literally walked away from his blown-up car. Like, they were just like, oh, he must be in California. We should check the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they somehow know about Queen Bee. But yeah, the cop from movie one who is an FBI agent <laughs> is now a cop again. And just I like how he comes back though. Yeah, I did. Like he's like a him. pretty righteous dude. Yeah, he's a great detective? character. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty sweet. I think he's the best like actor that they try and have in the head He is yeah. like the same character though, but he gets like demoted from it's like, Oh yeah, you're not the FBI anymore. No. Yeah. Now he's a loose cannon. Yeah, it's more convenient for you to be a cop. <laughs> so Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, I I liked that. I liked that he was back, but he gets called on to the uh racist cops case um after he's like about to go on vacation and he's getting frisky with another officer. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty funny like it, I can't remember what she says to him, but like you know, she just kind of like casually says, I think, like Dolomite or something. He's like, Dolomite. Yeah, he's like, God <laughs> damn. And then the whole vacation drone for him. He's got to go to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vacay <laughs> time is over. But, uh, yeah, they end up, like, cutting to, like, I don't even, at this point, I was like, who even are these people just chasing that pimp-looking dude down the street? Like... They just, like, trace, chase that pimp, and he's, like, tripping in his huge platform shoes, and they just shoot him in an alley, and it's like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't really explain that at all. I think that ends up being the dude that they're talking about later when they're like, hey, a bunch of black dudes shot my brother, but it's like, they really did not tie that together well. <laughs> It took some thinking to be like, that must be what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, like, honestly, too, like, if, like, you just weren't paying attention for a little bit, like, that could go over your head with no consequence. Yeah, there's a couple really? times I had to rewind and be like, what the fuck just happened? Because, like, on? Yeah. shit will just pop off really quickly out of nowhere after, like, a seven-minute club scene, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Someone literally crap-wise. <laughs> yeah, the pacing is very odd. Yeah, yeah, it's like, once again, if they took those club scenes out, I think it would move at a more even pace. But um, another crackhead just shows up and gives Dolomite some info. 
<laughs> I'm really sad that Creeper does not make it with yeah. her. Yeah. Like the, was way oh, no, he got shot. Yeah, he's yeah. totally dead. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I was invested. Hollywood magic, you know, he could have come back. Just yeah. like a CG. <laughs> he didn't really get shot. They did a look Yoda. Creeper's twin. <laughs> no, but yeah, like. And, and yeah, the crackhead shows up and he's like, oh, I know where he's keeping the girls. All you have to do is kidnap his girl and then he'll probably tell you where he's keeping the girls. It's like, okay, that's very different than you knowing where he's keeping the girls. <laughs> that's also like a really weird equation, right? Because like by him kidnapping a girl to rescue two girls, like that was like one girl cancels the other girl out. But he's got to kidnap someone to rescue two kidnapped victims. Like the logic makes Zero. I'll trade you one, here's, here's one girl for two girls. I got a plan. So, um, at this point, he goes in his art dealer disguise. This was the most ridiculous part of the movie, probably. Right. I don't even know what he's trying to pull off here. Because, like, what is the accent he's trying to pull off? Because it's no like, idea. he's trying to be, like, French or Italian, but it's like, you're clearly a black man, and this is a terrible accent. That's when he starts doing the, like, are you Mrs. Cavietti? Yeah, and then... Mrs. Cavietti? Yeah, you'll love my art. And then she proceeds to get hypnotized by his black velvet painting of a white man, like, banging a... uh, A white woman banging a black man. But, like... Yeah. This is maybe the craziest single scene in this fucking movie. Yeah. So this very, like, muscular man presents himself in what appears to be, like, a 70s era playground. Did you get, like, so... It's, the picture is, from what I took it, like, Rudy Ray, like, a muscular picture of Rudy Ray yeah. doing some... So, and I like to think that's something he had commissioned. Like, oh. he got that made for him. Hey, he's a performer and an artist. Maybe he even painted it himself. Yeah. Well, that looked like black but, velvet, yeah. so... And he, like, paints, like, or he hypnotizes her, and, like, did you guys notice that, like, the guys coming out of the box was labeled, like, toys? Yeah, that's yeah. the weirdest should... fucking scene of all time. There's just a bunch of naked black men climbing out of a toy box, and there's, like, giant blocks that just spell bed where she's lying. Yeah. And it's, like, there's, like, spinning crazy shit, like, like overlaid over the scene. It turns into this weird, like, trippy, crazy, like, yeah. fever, sex, hypnotism dream. It just becomes some Jordowski shit. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's way out there. She's, like, rubbing dude's chest, and then they're, like, riding a slide into her. Yeah, the slide is really what gets me. But the then, slide, like, I was like, okay, I forgot like, about that. Like, this is pretty ridiculous. What could make this even weirder? Like a children's slime. That's what I mean. Like some of these things like make no sense, and yeah. it's just like what? Like, it's like this there was intention behind like Rudy putting this together. Yeah, it's like some very impressionistic filming shit on like a play stage, but then it cuts from that to like earthquake interrogation sex with like Dolomite having sex with her, being like, "Where are the girls?" and like. The, the, Doors are like slamming shut, the chandelier shaking, the ceiling falls yeah, down. Yeah, he literally like conjures some sort of demonic presence. <laughs> Sex yeah, voodoo. The chandelier, but <laughs> ceiling falls on them. Yeah, and like you see a wire drop the ceiling down, and then like fire just explodes out of it. It's crazy. It's, it's 
definitely one of the craziest sex scenes I've seen, like over and above, like you know, whatever you shoot them up and all that kind of or like, like beyond. Truly, no one puts it down like yeah, it's beyond yeah. like the naked. <laughs> no one gun puts it down like, like and like mm-hmm. yeah, it was just shot insanely, and then she like gives up the location. Of where the people are, but that was like how could you not? You know? I I really feel like we can't overstate how crazy that like five minutes of this movie is because it's just like she goes sex crazed by looking at a painting, has this crazy fantasy, and then it cuts to like this full on comedy slapstick demolition scene. Yeah, it's really. Yeah, it just really ripped me back. You know, I was saying I watched these movies back to back, and like this started popping off. I really had to like refocus. I was like, "What the, the yeah. hell's going on?" It's here? like one of those moments where you're like, "Did I miss a scene?" <laughs> like Jesus. You had to go back and be like, "Okay, why? Why is this happening? What's going on?" There's no why. <laughs> so then it ends up cutting to the sheriff, like complaining about the black cop. And um, the, the, yeah, that's, that's a pretty unfortunate pairing. Searching so, you know. but like, why is like I still don't understand like a sheriff from Alabama that's like allowed to go about doing this. It's yeah. it's a vendetta. Oh, he's but it's like, oh, yeah, so we need a partner for your vendetta. Human tornado killed his wife, yeah. But like, I like that the cop's buddy kind of defends him, like the black cop's boss is just like, hey, fuck you, like. You actually yeah. can't talk about my black officer. He's like, we have the best officers around, so like, don't talk shit. He's pretty tight. Like, he gets the job done. Isn't this is this the same guy that later on, like, the detective takes the vacation though? Yeah, I think he may have already, or like, does right around this point. Yeah, where he just says like, well, good thing, like, I'm on vacation. Yeah, which is like the most unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, it was like a pretty decent attempt at like, like you're turning in your badge and your gun. But he goes on vacation. He just goes on vacation. Why not? He's like, I'm cashing it in. So yeah, I like that. But um, yeah, the they cut to a party at Cavaletti's, and then like they or like they are invited to a party at Cavaletti's, and then it's like, okay, well, we gotta invite. Howard Jackson, karate expert, to <laughs> come assist us. Yeah, uh, which is like it was kind of a bad idea because it makes doesn't make Rudy look so good. No, when you got the karate expert. <laughs> yeah, that karate expert was actually fucking legit though. Like, yeah, he, yeah, is he, this the guy that does the triple kick later on? Yeah, absolutely. Oof. Yeah, the man wearing like the puka shell necklace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I yeah. mean, like. In the grand scheme of things, like most of like Rudy Ray Moore is the worst fighter as far as like the choreography goes, but oh, there's yeah. some pretty slick dudes in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, the guys that probably coordinated the scenes yeah. are the ones maybe doing that. Like, I've got to hand it to them there for sure. Yeah, there's a couple of good moves in like a 10 minute like montage of just fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, like, some really, actually, some good stuff from the side characters in this scene. Because, like, because Rudy Ray Moore has his own scene where he's, like, doing his crazy, like, shaking around and making noise. The bulldog kind of, like, yes. So, I have an observation. I don't know. You ever played Crash Bandicoot? When he gets, like, the mask? Mm-hmm. It goes, oh, exactly what it sounds like. 
exactly what it sounds like to me when Rudy Ray Moore does his. It's like what he essentially has decided kung fu sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very strange. So he does that and then, like, jumps up on a balcony, like, crazy fucking high in the air without, like, really (laughs) bending over. I was going to say, minimum, like, 10, 15 feet. Oh, yeah. And then he ends, yeah. he ends up on top of this crazy balcony, does a little dancing and shaking around, does not use that opportunity to his advantage at all. <laughs> jumps he, back down, doesn't he? Yeah, he jumps back down immediately. <laughs> and then he, like, ends up, like, fighting those dudes. He, like, throws a dude off a balcony. Yeah, it's pretty crazy shit. All it's, set up again at the same time, too. Like, none of it's... Uh... He's just. I'd love to see it in real time and see what it actually looked like. Yeah. This is like pretty slow. This pretty is slow, like pretty sad. Maybe. This is like when shit's almost about to fully pop off. It's like we're cutting back to like the haunted house and like shoe polished beard dude is putting a grenade between the one girl's legs and like just touching the other girl who's tied up. Kind of messed up for sure. What happened to the witch at that point? Yeah, she was just. Uh, did she just gone? Just like the the show is the shoe polish beard's hands. Yeah, I think it was just yeah. like he's taking care of it. But it's like the witch is the so. Witch never comes back. Well, no, no, the witch, the witch she comes back at the very end. Beard, you probably do a way better job than I ever Yeah, but like the witch comes back at the very end. But also, it's like it's so wild right. that it's like you go out of your way to put a witch in this movie, and you only have her in like a scene and a half. It's like. Yeah. We'll the leave it in. Yeah. Get more witch, please. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> Movie more witch. Yeah. Witch spin-off. But uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the witch only with the witch from the human tornado. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Now that's what I'm talking about. So then like he leaves like a candle rope trap. Oh yeah, at this point Rudy Ray Moore is like at the haunted house fucking shit up and while everyone else is at uh cavaletti's house so um he ends up like fucking up that dude um and like fucking up shoe polish beard dude and like pulling out that girl before the rope can burn and drop the spikes on her yeah so there's gonna be a spike drop on her while her friend had the grenade between her legs yeah so then they like fuck up a few more dudes on their way out well, he takes care of that grenade. Like, it's so, like, they put so much suspense on that grenade. Yeah. And then, like, it drops from her legs. And, like, <clears throat> and then Rudy's just like, oh, no problem. Tosses yeah. it to the corner. Boom. Yeah. Gone. All right, let's you go. know, you gotta get Dolomite to show up in a Saw movie. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, like, that, you just show up and fix it right away. Because <laughs> like, yeah. he had no issue with that whatsoever. And she's like, no, oh, there's a grenade between my legs. He's like, be calm. Be cool. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry, we will take care of this. He has, <laughs> the, he has the most casual grenade lower hand toss. He doesn't give a fuck. He takes care of it. Yeah. It's literally like he's playing with five. For at least the third time that I counted in this movie, he drops the rattlesnake line of like, a rattlesnake bit me and like, stole oh, yeah, it off and died. Talking when they're walking through the field, like, uh, what would you do if a rattlesnake Bit my leg is like, oh, I'll suck up the venom. And all we do for rattlesnake bit my dick, I think, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just. Something like, to that extent. He's all about rattlesnake 
jokes. I was like, Jesus, yeah. like, layoff. We heard it the first time. <laughs> but it shows up in the song that's in, like, the opening and closing credits as well. Yeah, even about animals, too. Like, even in, like, Dolomite, yeah, like, all of us, like, having notes about, like, definitely animals, monkeys, all sorts of things. Yeah. And then we get introduced to Mr. Speedo Nunchucks at the party. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what an entertaining uh, thing to have at a party. Yeah, I've got this boy, and he's going to wear his flush-colored Speedo and show you some nunchuck tricks now. That's what I really like about these movies. Like, this is, like, the entertainment. Like, you wouldn't get, like, a magician. It's like, no. you would get, like, a Shokun fan or someone in a Speedo with nunchucks to come to your party. And, like, honestly, like, if someone... Had a party with that guy there. Considering I'd be pretty stoked. All the drugs and the entertaining they're trying to do. I, I don't think you need drugs to appreciate that. I'm sure there was drugs to appreciate Make it better, yes. <laughs> I'm sure him and everyone else were on cocaine, for sure. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, there was, uh, no question there were some drugs there. I'm sure... In those parties, anyways. sure cocaine and nunchucks go together like yin and yang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yeah, at this point, um, Hurricane, like, goes out to, like, the pool to, like, have sex with some dude, and he tries to choke her out, but then she ends up just murdering the fuck out of him and pushing him into the pool. I thought this guy looked like an older Brian Cantana. Yeah, he definitely had a, he had a look of, like, the dude who's the bad guy in, uh, fucking, um, Dirty Harry, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> he coaxes that girl outside too, and they like he, like, he says a bunch of other stuff. But the one part he kind of hangs out. He's like, "It's a private pool," yeah, <laughs> and he's trying to invite her out to the pool, yeah, and then he's yeah, tries to choke her out. Yeah, he's really being forceful there. So then, at this point, the backup shows up as like they're about to like take her out. Some dude's gonna shoot out her, shoot up her and another girl, but the cavalry rolls in. But yeah, those side characters do way more damage in Dolomite in this scene. Like, there's oh. just like a quick shot of that one dude clawing some dude's eyes out. Like, like I said, there's the triple kick where he's like, he has the guy bent over and he kicks him in his chest three times really quick. Like, a, wow. like a left, right, left. Yeah, Howard Jackson whoops ass in this scene. He's he's just like punching dudes. Like the one part is so choreographed where he like kicks them in the stomach like punches them kicks their legs like yeah. and he, like he, he kicks them their legs from like under them right yeah like takes yeah them. yeah it's so slow and forced yeah but he had some legit good stuff as well but yeah yeah, yeah. it just Pepper really did. makes rudy look bad yeah. it's overall it's like you know i'd say it's like a 40 60 spread yeah of like good and bad well 40 might be generous no, I feel like 40% in this one. Like, way more than the last one. Yeah, yeah. Like, the side characters, even some of the ladies, it's like, they're having some fake fights with dudes, but it's like, they're giving it. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're throwing down double slaps, both hands back and forth, but it works. But, um, but one dude does the classic, like, belly punch to a big fat henchman, and it doesn't affect him. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> How do we take that guy down? Um, I don't even, I don't have that in my, 
Yeah. This is characters that choose to omit. Yeah. Just for convenience. Yeah, but then Nunchuck Dude walks out just as Dolomite shows up to the party. Big mistake. Yeah. And I love that Big they mistake. even dub over karate grunts for him when his mouth is clearly closed. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's like intentional to like mock kind of like Kung Fu in America? Or is it just like. I don't think. I, I literally budget. think. I literally think like this sounds cool. Straight budget? Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah. I think like that. Like, like, you think about like the Bruce Lee's and shit? Like, yeah. you know, other noises. I think that's just like Rudy Ray Moore's like. Like, attempt to channel like a Bruce Lee ass. Yeah. yeah, he's like, this Definitely. is how we make it badass. Yeah. We make it authentic. Yeah. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, there was, like, that one part where he punched a uh, nunchuck dude in the throat and, like, blood came out of his mouth. That was pretty legit. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. That was pretty that. great, actually, because like, it comes out real quick. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty impressive. It's the one really good Rudy moment. But then uh, Fro Dude gets popped, saving Rudy Ray Moore's life. Which, we'll come to find out, was kind of unnecessary for him to push Rudy out of the way at that point. <laughs> yeah, it seems there's more to Rudy than meets the eye. Yeah, because like, Hurricane messes up Cavaletti's girl. And... Um, yeah, they have a bit of a cat fight. Uh, the cops roll in at this point. One girl. There's one girl. Really swept up in face. Yeah, like, like maybe he got, like, slipped something and had a hallucination. I mean, she got hypnotized, for sure, a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, more than once. Unlawful. Uh, like, the one cop, there's one scene where they cut and right before they cut one black cop just like jumps and like points his shotgun at nothing and just like takes a stance right oh, yeah. as they're cutting and it's like literally no one there yeah. I remember like we pause and rewind that so much <laughs> Yeah, I had a picture of that on my like flip phone my like crazer in high school <laughs> yeah. yeah throw back that, everybody brings everybody brings that guy was a constant always classic yeah, definitely on some phones back in the day. But, uh, like, I thought the cop, uh, the sweet black cop, putting the gun in the mouth of that caterer was a little uncalled for. He's like, where the fuck? He was... He's like, where the fuck is he? And the dude was like, whoa. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> like, I, I think there was a lot of, like, I work part-time dude. <laughs> probably kind of like, yeah, in this scene, just kind of, you know, give it everything he had. <laughs> yeah. Because he was walking so casually down that hallway and not a care in the world. But gun in the mouth, that's what he gets. But uh, Cavaletti begs Dolomite for his life at this point. But then he's like, nope, I'm going to take you and torture you with the witch. So he just lets a bunch of rats loose on his dick. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that's really what was going on, but yeah. That's what's going on? Mm-hmm. It just goes to show how the witch can really just adapt to any situation. Yeah. Like she is, she's the best in the biz. She she is a businesswoman for sure. That was crazy. Like, there's part of, like, in Dolomite, you know, they surprise you with the bird face on the stove top. Yeah. yeah. And this one, the, like, the rat dick was a little bit... Pretty surprising. Turned up the, yeah. turned up the temperature. They knocked it up. Sure. Yeah, you didn't expect witches and <laughs> dick-eating rats. <laughs> no. So or then, like, fantasy the, toy men. The like the racist 
Mr. Sheriff just shows up out of nowhere at this point and then shoots Dolomite in the back like point blank five times. And yeah. then... He shows up with like someone at the party or something is like, the boy's here. And the sheriff's like, oh, oh, what? Oh? And then all of a sudden they're chasing after Yeah, so he it, just... It's kind of, for me, it's like, as racist as the guy is, a terrible person, he's a great detective. Because he can find Dolomite wherever. Sure. Yeah. I guess so. He can find, like, literally find Dolomite wherever he is. Yeah, he tracked him across the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, uh, giving the sheriff a lot of credit. But no, he was a terrible person. I don't even props to him for being so good at what he does. He found the guy he was looking for. Yeah. But, anyways, he ends up, yeah, thinking he killed Dolomite, but as he drives off, Dolomite stands up and reveals he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Of course. Which is like, okay, why didn't you take that bullet before and not let your boy die, like, once <laughs> Sometimes you gotta show people, you know, what you're worth and what people are willing to die for. Yeah. Honor. I have to save my bulletproof vest for later. <laughs> It's only good for six shots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't have too many fun facts for this one. I feel like we're at the end of the book. It's a lot easier to find information about this movie. It's light. Yeah, it's light on the but facts. I do have some info on a few other Dolomite appearances. Dolomite also appeared in a like weird movie where they recut unused footage for this like Chinese kung fu movie. And they cut it into Shaolin Dolomite in 1999. But then um, they like uh, also had Dolomite appear in the Insane Clown Posse Western Big Money Rustlers, Big Money Hustlers. Sorry. No, there's Big Money. There's also Big Money Hustlers. That's yeah, the more Western. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Seen Big Money Hustlers had Rudy Ray Moore as Dolomite. And then, well, I've seen Russell's And then... No, this is, Russell's is the Western one. Yeah. Yeah, so Hustlers is just a normal movie. <laughs> a normal movie. <laughs> a slightly more normal movie. But, um, yeah, then um, they made a, another full-out Dolomite movie in 2002. Like, um, I think Rudy Ray Moore oh. died in 2008 or 2009. Sorry? The man is not alive. Rudy Ray Moore has passed. No, he died in like 2008 or 2009, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, it was, yeah, due to diabetes complications. (laughs) But um, he he appeared in Return of Dolomite, and it has another title out there. But I watched the trailer, and it looked pretty fucking decent, actually. (laughs) I was like, I think it might be better than the old ones, even. Because wow. he's, wow. he's gone to... Yeah. Out. It looks like it's made post-Grindhouse, and it's got some, like, funny stuff, and he's got, like, lightning powers that he gained from going to Africa. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So, Raven That's cool. Yeah. Raven Dolomite. With that, uh, I think it's time to hop into some five-star reviews for Human Tornado. What do you guys say? Matthew, start us off. It's again. Uh, I mean, it's definitely better than the first one, so I'll just make it easy and say 4.5. It's definitely worth watching over the first one, but they're both very, uh, it's just entertaining. They're a little drawn up, but they're both really entertaining. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fun to be had, I think. 
Air dog. <laughs> Lay it on us. But like Matthew, I would give it a four, but like I, I just enjoy, I just enjoy this movie more than Dolomite. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like for as weird as it is, for like all that's completely not able to quantify or explain or how crazy it is. You just watch it and you can't help but just enjoy it. Yeah. Just for just what it is and how schlocky it is. You smile during this movie. Yeah, like it, it doesn't upset you and it's, it's a good watch. Yeah. I would definitely recommend watching like, yeah. If you don't watch Dolomite, that's okay. You don't really need to. No. But the human tornado is worth it, though. It's worth it. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna... Like I said, if you want to watch Dolomite, just watch Got Your Money by Old Dirty Bastard on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> give you a yeah. I would definitely say watch uh, Human Tornado before Dolomite. And it's like, if you love Human Tornado, go back and watch Dolomite, because you'll get some laughs out of that, too. Yeah, it's but, almost yeah. like... A- backwards way of doing sequels. Like, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, like, it, was, it was a big step up, but it was, like, yeah. so fucking weird, and it's, like, the weird stuff is why I like it more, so it's, like, I would probably also give it a four. It's, like, I... It's, like, it's not a legitimately good movie, but it's, like, if you like a movie like The Room, it's, like, this movie will fucking blow you away, because it's actually good in a lot of ways. It's like there's yeah, just a lot of little shit they fuck up. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, yeah. go for it, go for it. Just with like all the like elements of like bad shots, bad acting, the boom mic in there all the time. Yeah. Like, it still still has all that, but it's it jumps on some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, and it's like it's just like the little flourishes that are so wild that it's like I, they thought that wouldn't even stand out, and it's like it's so fucking crazy because they think it's normal. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, oh, yo, know what? Perfect. <laughs> Throw in the witch and the, the, the sexy man. The witch with the polished beard. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, yeah, the second one is really just a step up as far as, like, production quality, action, like, acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I, it, like... I find it ironic, though, it's like, there's definitely, like, more of a budget in the human tornado, but there's so many apparent things to make it look low budget. Yeah, like, the shoe polished beard. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's some stuff that they Don't just be. think they can get away with that it's like you really can't. But it, you can't now, but do you think they did? Do you think like people watching that in theaters were like, yeah, like they could glance over it and just be okay with it? I think probably it was honestly due to like time and budget for sure. Yeah. Like, it, like it just like one take there, and we got this much. And you're seeing yeah, that projected yeah. in some grindhouse theater in like the 70s. It's like it's exactly. looking grainy and great. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with that, I mean, unless you guys want to come back for another Dolomite, I feel like that's oh, case closed. Wh- wh- which is the one after this? Is it the Disco Godfather? Uh, I think Disco it's Godfather seasons? and um, Petey Wheatstra are pretty quick succession, but they're not technically part of the franchise. No. Granted, there is some similarities. Yeah. But yeah, maybe I'll get you guys to come on for Shaft 3 and uh, the Sam Jackson Ooh. Shaft with Carson. Oh, that'd be sick. Because I did Shaft 1 and 2 with him, and like, yeah. I feel like, actually, before we close the book on this, I mean, this is going to be a Black History Month podcast. So, like, as far as Black History movies go, it's like, do you think this does right by the black man in cinema history? Good question. Yeah. Like, do you think black people are portrayed well in this film? I, I would I would say probably. Yeah. Just in what I was saying earlier with, like, 
the portrayal of like the antagonist, I guess, is like a usually the white man, mm-hmm. and the white man always gets his comeuppance in this movie, and like they're portrayed as like idiots and like shitty and like foul and just like vulgar shitty people, and like it's a it's a movie that like shows white people as like not the good guy. I would say maybe for it doesn't do a favor now. Sure, yeah. But it did a favor then. There's a lot of yeah. problematic things. There's, there's, there is a lot of problematic things in these movies, mm-hmm. for sure. And honestly, like, I watched these movies and I enjoyed it, but I realized this was something that was not made for me. There's a, I mean, look at any Grindhouse kind of movie yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's part of that. But it's not excusing it, but it's part of the of what those movies kind of were, like, made to be and look like. And, you know, they're supposed to be vulgar. And like we're supposed to be kind of like out there, and they're supposed to be like gratuitous, weird sex with yeah. So I, I would say like yeah, for sure. If you, I think people and an audience that maybe didn't have like a movie for themselves. Yeah, but that's what I think is so empowering and cool about it. Is like we don't have a movie for ourselves. Let's make it ourselves. Exactly. Like just the whole idea behind right. that. Like they're like compassionate enough to go out and create something on their own, like yeah. their own church, their own community. Well, we, that's that's something. That's really sweet. We go back to the question of like uh, maybe like all these long performances that we see and they're like long and kind of like drawn out, but they were all probably artists and comedians and people, you know, so they put these people on like film. Yeah. That was great. So it's like he did something for them. Yeah. Totally. And like, yeah, I feel like it's no Shaft. Like Shaft will definitely like be a better film to watch for you. But like, at oh the end God. of the day, it's like this is like a very like classic black film. So yeah, yeah, like it is. Like I would say, there's multiple, but like it is definitely it fits the definition more so than Shaft. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think with that. We'll have to close the book on Dolomite, but thank you boys for coming on. And well, thank you for having you. It's been a pleasure. I'll hand it off to myself for a little outro. And that brings our four-part black cinema celebration to a close. But don't you worry, friends. I shall return next week to talk Austin Powers 2 and 3. As always, I've got a hot little reco for you to watch in the next week and that is in the form of Black Dynamite. Drop what you're doing and watch a trailer for this comedy banger. It is a true blue classic. Co-written and starring Michael Jai White. You might recognize him from a deleted scene in Kill Bill, (laughs) or as Spawn, or if you watch a lot of bargain bin direct-to-video DVDs, you'll be very familiar with him. But holy Moses, this movie is so so funny if you've seen a lot of black exploitation movies there's so much extra in it for you but if you love to laugh this movie is for you regardless of the color of your skin my friends as always mind you you can find us on our social media homes on facebook twitter and instagram the facebook and twitter will be under mr franchise and the instagram will be under sure loser also find the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all your other favorite podcasting apps uh, as Mr. Franchise. And with that, I will bid you adieu until next week, which may or may not be our one-year anniversary. Say what?
Ray Moore is the author of Human Tornado, Disco Godfather, and Dolomite. He produced, directed, wrote, and starred in these pictures. And they're kind of indescribably wonderful. He was a stand-up comic most famous for his routine Signifying Monkey, which I think you can see on YouTube. You don't see many trailers where you hear the voiceover saying, starring me. Dolomite.